0: Hey guys, brand new
1: podcast, and we have added shows on the Birdie Boy World Tour uh, in Medford, Massachusetts, Mash Nantucket, and uh, Orlando. We've added all those shows. Those shows are on pre-sale right now. Uh, If you use the promo code Birdie Boy, you can get the good seats for the best prices. Uh, After General On Sale starts Friday, it's a a free-for-all, people. I'd love to help you out. But Birdie Boy World Tour starts January 30th in Burlington, Vermont. And I'll give you a rundown real quick. Burlington, Rochester, Dayton, San Jose, Uh Sacramento, Bakersfield, Indianapolis, Evansville, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky, Medford, Mass, Nantucket, Portland, Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes-Barre, am I saying that right? Schenectady, New York, New York. We've added a show. Washington, D.C., New Orleans, Montgomery, Alabama, Huntsville, Springfield, Peoria, Sioux City, Cedar Rapids, Rockford, Milwaukee, Green Bay, St. Louis. Bill Burr says Milwaukee is one of his favorite towns in the world. Bill Burr and I, oh, I, t- I told you last week. All right. If you listen to the Dice One, you already know that. But Bill and I recorded another one of those one-off podcasts we do uh, yesterday. So that'll be coming out in January. Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, new one is up right now. Go to Two Bears, One Cave. You can watch it online. Uh, you can hear Tom and my movie pitch to Johnny Depp, which I would like to tell you I think is moving forward. St. Louis, Durham, Knoxville, Nashville. Show added in Nashville, show added in Atlanta, show added in Wichita, Prairie, Grand Prairie, Texas, Austin, Texas, Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Hollywood, Duluth, Fargo, Winnipeg, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charleston, West Virginia. Is I say that right? Augusta, 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 Charlotte, Minneapolis. Oh, Yeah. So, uh, I'm doing a double up this week because both of the people that I released this week, I released dice on Tuesday and today is Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf is, uh, absolutely phenomenal. She was just on Rogan the other day and it was a great fucking podcast. I have a premise that they were talking They were talking about one of the things I have a premise I was working on about that. And I was like, Oh, I guess do I like, I guess I bail on it. That's what sucks about listening to podcasts is you listen to somebody, dude, I did the podcast I did with tom the other day and the podcast i did with bill the other day i told great jokes in the middle i don't know if the one with tom's come out yet i don't know if that joke is but i told a great fucking joke on there and then i was like i guess that's burned i had to burn one of my jokes for my special because it was uh it was uh you ever what was the joke um i took a shit in japan once it was so bad the guy in the stall next to me threw up and we were in japan I thought he was talking to me. That was a joke that I told Tom and then you burned it. And so then you go tell it on stage and it doesn't get the pop. And you're like, oh, fuck, people have heard it. So uh, you got to be careful with these podcasts. The podcast, the joke I told Bill. uh, I'm going to try it on stage. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to still try it on stage. See if I can get it to breathe more. The joke I told Tom is really funny and I wish I could tell it on stage. I'll tell you real quick. I don't know if this comes out. Oh, you know what? Just watch the two bears, one cave. You know what? Spoiler alert. Go watch two bears, one cave. I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm trying to put out as much free content as possible for you guys because I know what it's like to want content. I know how sometimes you're online just scrolling going, come on, man, give me something real. That's what we call, uh, by the way, Leanne is also not here for Michelle Wolf. Uh, Leanne has just been burning it. That's a woman on a mission right now. She is, she is juggling. She's got a dog that just got out of the hospital. A daughter who's got to get teeth bonded. She's got an abscess tooth. She's got a husband. She runs all of my merchandise. She's got her own podcast wife of the party. God, I love that bitch. A new house. New house. She's doing a new, doing a renovation on her new house. <clears throat> I love her. I really do. I was thinking about her in Hot Spin today. In Hot Spin, they played the uh baby it's cold outside, the PC version. Have you heard that? Oh. Yeah, it's basically the guy admitting, like, hey, if you stick around, you're probably getting raped, so if you'd like, like, Uh, she's like, it's really out cold, i say, he's like, I'm giving off creepy vibes, she's like, I'm kind of freaked out, he's like, I think I put something in your drink, she's like, I kind of want to go home, he's like, I don't blame you, my dick's rock hard, and I got blue balls, and I'm taking it out on you, she's like, I... Could you call me an Uber? And he's like, starts rubbing his fingers together. I think I want you to stay a little longer. But I couldn't stop laughing. I, I by the way, I'm, I just they played it in spin at the end of spin, and I laughed fucking out loud because at the end she's like, I think I'm going home. He's like, Yeah, that's a good call. The fucking dumbest. Here's here's my take. Here's my hot take. By the way, if this is really funny, I'll take it on stage. That sh- they should leave that song as is. As a warning to how bad it was for women in the past, you know, it's like if you're going to start changing all these things, you got to change. Uh, you got to change. Um, Revenge of the Nerds, straight up rape scene, straight up rape. I mean, legit. Get that off the airwaves. I don't want to see that or six, sixteen candles or uh, any of the borkies. That's all they do. Is like so. Like let's let's t- clean it up. They were talking about Michael Vick today. They were like, "He won." I guess he got nominated for something for the Pro Bowl to be like a something, and people were like, "No, he what he did to dogs." And I was like, "By the way, I, I think what he did to dogs is absolutely horrific." As a dog owner, and obviously a guy who's rescued a dog and rescued a cat, I didn't rescue him, my wife did, but as a guy who's been in, through that, and to think of the horrors that animals go through, I, I I have a hard time. I say this candidly: I have a hard time being a Michael Vick fan. However. Do we not have a justice system where a man serves his time? This is why I stopped doing open tabs. This is exactly why I stopped doing open tabs. You know what? I don't give a fuck, guys. I actually really don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do a premise on stage. Go. I'm shocked people give a fuck because I looked at it online. I was like, people are like, he has not paid his debt to society yet. And I was like, actually, I think he totally did. I think the judge picked an amount of time, and then he did it, and then he learned. maybe he maybe learned a lesson. I know he had to talk to his. This is why I don't do open tabs because I fucking, no one wants to hear my stupid take on politics. Bert, talk about your fucking daughters and how stupid they are. Oh, guys, we got a special call in from my wife, Leanne Kreischer. Hey, baby doll. How's the tooth?
2: He thinks I'm getting an abscess, but I don't currently have a developed abscess. So he's sending me to a root canal person.
1: An endodontist.
2: uh uh, dr bustamante that's all i know dr bustamante
1: (laughs) certified board yeah you're right endodontist you're right yeah baby i've had i've had (laughs) www.savemytooth.com let's take that out we'll give this guy a fucking you're on the podcast by the way
2: oh oh okay sorry (laughs) yeah
1: and i'm not sure if you saying that man's name ethnically is racist or not because it sounds italian so it just sounds like you're ordering at Olive Garden with a little bit of a buzz on. So I think we're good.
2: Manuel Bustamante. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: now that the first name's in, we might have to take his name out entirely. I'm sure that guy doesn't want to be called out on the podcast. Hey, uh, why? Uh, no, it's, I love
2: his website. It's yeah. an awesome website. All right,
1: keep it all in. Fuck it. And by the way, that's who we'll I'll go to if I need a. Well, I'm going to test it on your mouth. It should be in and out of there. It should be really quick.
2: That's what Dr. Bendix said. He said this this particular tooth, it would not be a big deal. He thinks that it's an abscess, but there's nothing on my x ray. He said it's probably developing.
1: Yeah. You can live forever um, with an abscess.
2: Well, not technically. I asked him what happened if I didn't do anything with it. He said, Well, you'll you'll not have relief from the pain. And at a certain point it may kill your nerve, which would make your teeth tooth turn black. So I was like, I don't think I want a black front tooth. Oh uh,
1: yeah yeah you're aging really quickly as it is and i would not want I mean, you
2: could you imagine if i had a front tooth that was black i mean Boy, it's like my redneck roots be revealed
1: or what you're turning into Thelma. <laughs> hey uh we're doing reads for the podcast right now i'm releasing michelle wolf is there anything you want to promote
2: just why for the party i'm coming up on my 100th episode really R- soon who's
1: Pretty your who's awesome. your who's your 100th guest
2: I don't know, some stud muffin. I can't wait. He's a, a stud muffin.
1: Are we gonna I, flip? Are we gonna flip? Never wears a shirt. Are we gonna flip the script? And I'm gonna interview you.
2: You can if you want. What's it like being married to Burt Kreischer? How sexy is Burt Kreischer? How big is Bert Kreischer's? <laughs> <Is> Haha. <that what laughs>
1: <ask> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Are we? Are you heading to go get Georgia now?
2: I'm going to get Georgia. I'm going to be a little bit early, so I'm going to grab some lunch.
1: And... Ooh, see if Blinkies is open. For lunch? No, 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 no. Grab you those. Oh, what am I talking about? I'm leaving. I have to go. I have to go no. to David Spade.
2: I don't want any more donuts. Those donuts are not good anyway.
1: They're fucking amazing.
2: Who wants donuts with freaking Cocoa Puffs on them?
1: I do. I For actually chocolate? love those. Uh, objection. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. No we're all disagreeing with you. In like
2: two hours.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I you got to eat them quick.
2: What's wrong with an
1: old-fashioned maple glazed cake donut oh, nothing geez. i'm married to an old lady and a it's maple reinventing glazed, the wheel. an old-fashioned maple glazed donut who's making cake, jelly cake. who's making jelly
2: <laughs>
1: all right baby i love you i'm gonna finish this read and i'll uh I'll, I'll call you before i head out to spade all right love you too babe bye, oh, sh- bye. Um, that's my wife. Check out her podcast at wifeotp.com. Uh, and let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Um, by the way, I haven't listened to all of Michelle Wolf on Rogan. I just listened in the beginning. And then the problem with Michelle on a podcast is she's such a quick thinker. So like on Rogan, she's spitting out fucking premises like and one after the other. And I'm like, God damn it, man, those premises are going to get stuck in my crawl. And I'm going to end up repeating them one night on stage. And I'm I'm sure they're throwaway premises to her, so I I started listening tonight. It's so good, it's so good. I don't know if they talk about running. We talk about running on this podcast. Um, It's so funny. We talk about it. We talk about the dangers of running as a woman. And then I read this horrible article in Runner's World that's out right now that I talk about here, but I hadn't read it yet. And then I read it, and it was like this woman. It's you should check out the article if you're a guy. This is what I love about the internet is that. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't get other people's perspective. You don't like, you don't even think of it. There was a hashtag, yes, all women or not all men. What? I think it was yes, all women. And, and I remember, all I remember hearing is like, yes, all women are terrified when they get order a pizza. And I was like, what? Like, just like, huh? And they were like, yeah, you're having a guy come to your house going, you got a small pizza. So she must be here alone and like looks in and you're at your door. And I was like, oh, that would be scary. And Michelle talks about it with jogging. Is that you go jogging as a woman, and then all of a sudden you're in the middle of? Uh, she tells a really funny story. It's not funny, but it's it's kind of tragic, but it is funny of her almost getting attacked. It's not funny, but it's going to be a bit of hers anyway. I read this article, and this woman. I've been saying this phrase. She got a T-shirt. I don't know the woman's name, but uh, she got a T-shirt that says "Not today, motherfucker." Not today, motherfucker. What a great, powerful phrase. Not that, to- and then. The shirt has the GPS of her getting attacked. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the GPS of her, like, fucking running away or whatever. Not today, motherfucker. I love that phrase. Not today, motherfucker. Not today, motherfucker. That's a great phrase. But we talk about running. We talk a, a little bit about, you know, stuff. Obviously, everyone wants to know about Michelle. I've had her on my, I had her on, um. I had her on something's burning one time when we talked a little bit about the uh presidential dinner or whatever it's called. Uh uh but correspondence we dinner. correspondence Correspondence. <laughs> correspondence dinner. We mostly talk about running and and ultra marathons, and it's a great conversation. Her special, the joke show, the joke show or just joke show? Joke show. Joke show is out right now on Netflix. It is streaming right now on Netflix. So if you've got time this weekend, sitting on the toilet. Grab it. The first joke is a fucking banger. I love great first jokes. I love great first jokes. Um, Is a banger. So if you've got time, get it on your phone. I did it the other day. I just laying in bed up in the middle of the night. I just turned it on started watching it. It's a fucking great. And then, by the way, and then she sent me one. Um, I had watched it before. I, you, I tell her that, I think. I had been drinking by myself outside, and I watched it outside smoking a cigar. I had to turn it off. I have not found the joke yet. I have not found the joke that made me turn it off. The joke was so good. I turned it off. I went, I need to start writing. I need to start writing. Um, she is phenomenal. She absolutely is. She's one of the cooler people around. And, uh, and, and she, she is what makes me excited about being comics to know that there are people in this business like her check out joke show on Netflix streaming. Now check her out on Rogan. She was just on Rogan like two days ago. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, today's Burcast. Michelle Wolf. This is the I, I I recorded four shows. Wow! Which was, I mean, I get like obsessive compulsive about stuff. Yeah. And I, after my last special, I on my on my uh, my n- secret time, I bombed on the first set. Yeah. And I was so fucking nervous about that happening, and then having all the pressure for one show that it started like fucking with my head. And I was like, and I reached out and I was like, how much to do add another two shows and they were like yeah oh, it's this much and i was like oh, it's worth it for me yeah and so i did that and i ended up uh the first show was a bomb it wasn't a bomb but it wasn't the first a bomb. Show
3: always sucks
1: it always sucks and then the second show was fantastic yeah but then knowing that i had a full day like two other shows to record i was so happy that i was like got it well how many shows did you record
3: i did two but the first one i felt And the last special I did too, I felt the same way. Where it was just like the first show, I don't know what the audience is quiet. You're like, what is this? Like they're polite. They
1: they notice if you flub a word. They're like, oh god, he's bombing on the special, and you're like, fuck.
3: I I I finished this first show, and I was like, I was like, well, I either have to nail it this next one or this isn't coming out. You
1: nailed it. You nailed (laughs) it. You nailed it. I I was. I was watching your special last night. I had to stop at a certain line. I wanted to remind, remember what the line was. Mm-hmm. I had to stop at a certain line because I was like, fuck. God, that's <laughs> the greatest line. I have it on my phone. I can pull it up. Um, and then I had to skip over your period chunk because uh, I have a bit about periods in my, in my oh, new yeah. special. And I was, like, I was like, God, I don't even want to know. know. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. know. <laughs> wanna know. Uh, what was the – I got to find the bit. It's like uh, – Michelle Wolf, oh, god damn it! It was one of the it was one of the best lines I've heard. It was one of the best lines I've heard in the longest time, and I almost wrote it down. And then i I was drinking last night. Sure, we all. I'm in the. Are you in the writing? How long ago did you shoot the special?
3: I shot uh, in the middle of August, and somehow I already have a new hour.
1: God bless you.
3: I don't know what I got in like a nice little pocket. This never happens for me. I got a nice little pocket. I have a new hour. Not all the jokes are there. No, I mean no. There's <laughs> definitely ones where you're like, well, that doesn't have an ending and it barely has a middle.
1: <laughs> I have the great I have the greatest joke right now. I have the greatest joke. It builds so good up to the one part and then it just fizzles out yeah. into clearly Bert's homophobic. <laughs> I uh, I had I had one fucking home run of a set uh, at the store Tuesday. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I got it. And then I went to the store last night and Seinfeld showed up and bumped everyone. And, and then and, and then I had to follow Seinfeld and my fucking ego got in the way. And I'm like, I'm not gonna bomb after Seinfeld. Right, yeah. So I did material that I know works. And then I am in the middle of doing it and my brain goes, Are, did you leave your family to do, this yeah or did you come here to write material And yeah. then i was like i stopped and i was like all right guys he's out of the room yeah and, was, and they're like what and i go he's definitely like i've given him time to walk out of the room and know that i'm funny yeah let's I'm i came here for a reason Tonight, i do
3: the exact same thing it makes me so mad
1: you're friends with the fucking biggest names in comedy the <laughs> biggest names of comedy are in your fucking phone how do you get how do you give a shit what chris rock or dave chappelle or Jon Stewart anyone how do you care what anyone thinks of your act
3: I still care well, there is a couple of times like I've definitely bombed um, on shows that I've done with Dave and he was like and I I think he appreciates that a little bit
1: you know he's a real um, he's a real great white shark yeah in that like he can just get he, I really honestly I equivalent him to a great white shark and that just seeing him is pretty special. Yeah. And then but seeing him on stage, he doesn't need to attack the cage. He yeah. can just swim around the boat sometimes and you're still going, I'll give a fuck. That's a great white shark.
3: Like I I open for him. Normally when I open for him, I do try to do like good stuff that I know works. Like I'm not gonna try out yeah. brand new things. Um, even though I might throw one or two, but like I open for him on Broadway and I remember I mean I felt like I ate it so hard. I remember looking out at, at the crowd and be like, "Oh, you're here to see a Broadway show." And uh, I am doing <laughs> And I'm doing like are you Yeah. Doing, yeah like, <laughs> I'm doing like a I did the period joke and I'm like I'm like, "Oh, this this theater has never heard this before." And so then I was like, I was like, he was like, how was it? And I was like, oh man, I, re- I haven't had one like that in a while. And he was like, he was like, no, it's, it's Broadway. They're stuck up and whatever. And then he goes on and he just destroys. And I was like, well, it's not Broadway.
1: <laughs> He's, he, uh, I'm not going to spend the time talking about Chappelle. He, but I have to say he came into the Dayton Funny Bone one time I was getting mm-hmm. paid. And he just was walked in the room. And, you, you know, in Dayton, for those that don't know, the way the desk was set up was that your back was to the door. So someone walked in, you didn't know who it was. But when yeah. you get paid at clubs, it's very private. They don't let the staff and They always go, hey, everyone clear out. We're going to pay him. Yeah. And he just walked in. I'm definitely not expecting Dave Chappelle. All I know is it's a black dude smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, the balls on this kitchen guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just was like, yeah, I have no material. And I was like, and there's like this real like leveling moment where I was like, oh, that's right. He's also just a comic. Yeah. Like he's not like, he also has to come up with the bit. I'm going through this. I don't know if it's, it's. I don't know if it's depression. I, I'm sure it is what depression is, but I'm sure for someone who's depressed, it's so much more massive. Sebastian took it away from me last night uh, because I, I haven't giggled at uh, two things. I, I said this the other I actually said this the other day. I'm you're the first one that made it, took it away. Okay. The opening joke of your special. I'm on the toilet. I get the text of hey, here's a link. I click it. The opening joke of your special. You opening your special so fucking good. Okay. I'm so so excited that you that you did the way I specials, the way I like watching specials.
3: Oh, thanks.
1: Nothing. Just start. Just yeah. start the fucking show. I yeah. don't need anything. Start tell me the first joke. I don't need to hear anything else. Yeah. It's so great.
0: Thanks. I've been
1: I've been scrolling through comedy and not been a- being able to discern why this guy at the Laugh Factory is struggling to get spots and then why I am selling theaters. I I can't I've been having a hard time figuring out cuz I'm like it's a pretty good joke or like wh- to be very accurate why Joe List or Sam Morell or Mark Norman.
0: I
3: was just gonna say, as soon as you said that I was like, I was like, those are my guys.
1: And 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 they write jokes that like I could only hope to write. Like where I like yeah. I wish I woke up like the way they do with just material flying out while they're struggling to fill clubs and then I'm doing theaters. The difference and and, and you I, I, I can't figure it out. And so I actually stopped watching comedy and I heard Rogan say the other day, like Oh, I love I love comedy. I love laughing. And I'm like, that's so funny. I am actually pushing myself away from it because I can't I can't figure out why Tom Segura is more famous than Ari. Like just saying just saying like that like, right. I'm sure that right now someone's like, oh, well, Ari is a self destructive human being who's ruined his own career on purpose <laughs> in hopes that he can find something real in life. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> by the way, Ari's a really bad example. He's yeah. such a self sabotager. <laughs> but, but, uh, the very first person to get me out of that fun, I got your special and I know I, I love you. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay. That first joke got me laughed made me laugh, and I went, whew. I was like, God damn it. I said, I'm getting chilled. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's right. because Because every now and then you get a great joke. Yeah. Because it's not about, you got to write jokes all day long, and that's what everyone's doing. But every now and then you get a great joke. You did it, and I was like, all right. And then that night I had a great set. I was like, yeah, I'm back in it. It was your special, that first joke oh, you thanks. tell. And then last night Sebastian had me pissing in the aisles. <laughs> I I have a newfound respect for Sebastian, but but that first joke of yours was like, I was like, okay,
3: yeah, thanks. I'm I'm really glad I that woman to complained about, it. about uh, otters. I love yeah. Jesselnik, too. Um, that yeah, no, I get this way. I get the same way though. With it's like you know, Sam Riegel just shot himself, paid for and shot his own special, and you know, hopefully someone buys it. Or he'll put it up on YouTube and it helps him. But like, he's such a good comic. He's such a good joke writer. Like, I, he's the guy I always text, like, have you ever heard something like this? So it's like, what do you think about this? Like, and he's always like, good, you know, like, he'll and he'll be honest about it too. He'll yeah. be like, no, I've heard that. And I'll be like, oh, no, it didn't feel hacky. And then, oh, <laughs> but wow. like, let me do that all... real
1: quick with you. My my new material. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but he's, I mean, they're all so good. And I, I just hope for them, like, that it's like they have the patience for, everyone else to catch up to them because there it's a shame that hasn't happened already but it's like...
1: it's well I, I it's it's frustrating because i was with mark uh i was with mark in in europe and i'm looking at this joke he's telling him, and i'm like this is great guy the way uh, fuck i just remembered a joke i told mark <laughs> <laughs> have you heard, ever heard this you know when you get in the shower my daughter isla was in the shower uh, and the curtain, you know, when the curtain comes in because uh-huh. the doors open, yeah, and it touches you. She goes, "I feel like I'm getting molested by a ghost." <laughs> I'll try that tonight.
3: I haven't heard that one, no.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, but I I'm looking at Mark and I'm going, "What the fuck? Like, why isn't he? He's got a million views on this, but he's got thirteen thousand followers. Why isn't everyone that's? Why is it that you do something?" And people tether themselves to you. And then you do the exact same thing and people don't tether themselves to you.
3: I can't figure it out. And I i mean, I don't know if part of it, I mean, he has a podcast. He has, you know, like, I don't know. He puts out those clips on Instagram and people love it. I mean, he's, i you know, that you can see that he's getting the views. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. If it's just people aren't clicking in. I don't know. Or...
1: It's, it's crazy. But then I, I look at your special and I go, so people people are gonna tether to this. It's so it's so smart. Did you feel the push to lean away from like like you your initial grab of fans were all these like liberals like fuck Trump fuck mm-hmm. this fuck that. And I remember t- I remember texting back and forth with people being like uh, being like hey like was it when you first started blowing up I was like tell me and they're like dude she's an amazing joke writer like mm-hmm. fuck all of the politics she's just a great comic she's like a legit. Top comic, and then all of a sudden, I remember the first time I was going to see you work with you was at the store. Me and segura and we were texting. I'm like, I can't wait to see Michelle Wolf, and he's like, yeah, I know. And then we get there, and they're like, Oh, she actually is not going to do the spot. She's doing opening for spell at the Hollywood Bowl tonight. they are like, <laughs> Oh,
3: yeah. I. Uh...
1: <laughs> but did you feel when you when when you did this, Howard? Did you feel that like, hey, I, I want to stay true to who I am, which is a woman, and and you know, and all that, but. I want to make sure that I'm like not because that first joke, you literally go when you, they rape and then you're like, you don't know me, <laughs> like. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, that is a definite, that's a definite risk to those people that were like signed up for your Netflix show and they're like, yes, yeah, abortion, everyone needs one right now, like you know, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gamble.
3: Well, my whole thing with like, especially with the Correspondence Center, is like, I, I was hired to do a job. Yeah, and they were like this is a roast and i was like okay well i'm not i knew as soon as they hired me i was like i'm not going to give you what you want i'm going to do what i want to do which is this i
1: wish i had your balls
3: <laughs> well. I, I would have
1: been like well, what do you guys
3: want i kept sending it to different people that are kind of like washington a little bit insiders and they were like this needs to be more about like people in the room you know a little more inside baseball and i was like that sounds very boring (laughs) but um but also i was like that was the job i was hired to do i can write jokes about any topic you give me a topic i'll give you a half hour you Mm -hmm. know i just i think people were like oh she's political and i was like no that was a job i had is is that weird is that
1: weird that you get hired it's like you get hired for a job and then all of a sudden people go, so that's your thing? And you're like, no,
3: no, it, it's I, I don't know. It, I don't know if there's like a real job equivalent to it, but it's like I, I the best I can think of is that like we're like if we were doctors we would be like general practitioners. And it's yeah. like, yeah, we can do we can look at any part of the body, you know, like, but if I you ask me to that's like, really
1: great, that's a great analogy, you know,
3: if you ask me to like specialize in something, I could probably get it done. Yeah. It's just my, I'm more holistic. But then I also, after the Correspondence Dinner, I had all these people that were like, yeah, she's going to go after Trump. She's like, all I want when I do my shows is for the people that became fans of mine for the Correspondence Dinner to convert to fans of my comedy, which is very different than what I did at the Correspondence Dinner. And I think I lose some of them.
1: That's okay. It's it's okay to lose fans. Yeah. It really is. Like, I'm cool with losing... The nasty ones. Yeah. Like for a while I was like, I was like, dude, a fan's a fan. Because you're in this feast or famine thing where you're like, a fan's a fan, I got to sell tickets. Yeah. And then you get to a place, not that I don't want to sell tickets to everyone, but you're like, oh, these are, some of these are really bad people. Right. And they're not there. They were there for me when they thought like, not to get political, but like when they thought like I was some alt-right fucking lunatic when they want because i'd say something that's a joke right and people were like yeah this is my guy and yeah. then they're like and then we had a point i had to stop doing my fucking we did a podcast called uh open tabs i just stopped doing it because it was getting political and people were like i'd go on things and they're like so you don't like antifa and i was like oh, oh, i don't man. know <laughs> i was like wait what do you mean and they're like so you're you're all, you're you're a big pro proud proud boys guy and by the way i'm like, I don't I don't have a fucking view either way. Gavin McGinnis one time, was, I was like... And by the way, I like—I know that you're not allowed to say this. And I even saying that would upset Gavin McGinnis. But I like Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. I personally <laughs> like the guy. He makes me laugh. I've always liked fucking Gavin McGinnis. <laughs> I mean, one time he did a callback video to me. And he was like, hey, Burke Reiser shut your fucking mouth He was like you're a nice guy I bet you're a really nice guy but you don't know what the fuck's going on over here and I was like oh he is very accurate I do not know anything so I was like I'm gonna stop talking daily about shit I don't know and then just go and then a bunch of fans were like yo state your fucking politics and I was like Jeez. fuck you
3: no I think the best comics live in the gray you yeah. can argue either side of anything and we have to I think the best comics go after the funniest part of it And it might be wholeheartedly against what you believe, but you're like, no, but that's where I found the joke.
1: Yeah. 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 I I have a joke in my new special where I go, no one's going to like this. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, and and it's like at one point I I was doing this, but I think I did it in the special where I go, someone's going to get offended. And when you cheer, by the way, as soon as you cheer, you're the person I want to offend.
3: Exactly. Like
1: the second you go, yeah, bring it, Bert. uh Uh-uh. No, guess what? I'm not going for low hanging fruit. I want the fucking top of the mountain.
3: <laughs> I get so annoyed. I get all these women. I'm gonna guess white women who <laughs> cheer, who woo. That's why I'm guessing white women yeah. who woo at the the premise of a joke, and I'm like. Yeah we're 40 minutes into this show. How have you not gotten on this pattern yet? (laughs) Yeah. There's a premise and then I'm going to say something that destroys it. (laughs) Yes.
1: That's the fucking, how have you not caught up to the way this is working today? The
3: whole next hour is just me being like, I want women to get ahead, but, and I'll say, I want women to get ahead and women will be like, woo, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) this is why we're not ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It really is, uh, it really is weird. I wonder what the next. Do you feel like you write a bit now and you get it, and you're like, well, I just shot a special. I'm ready. to show... I want to get this out. I want to put it out.
3: I mean, I do because I have this whole like. I I can't believe I have another hour Are you already. Touring? Are you... I'm touring, and I you know like I as soon as I shot this special, I took like two weeks to not do anything and then i oh, got right back into it.
1: I took so 3 days?
3: Yeah, i mean we're crazy people.
1: <laughs> I, I I got sort of feeling really guilty.
3: Yeah, um, i mean i went away. I went to Hawaii, I like which by the way, Kauai is the most beautiful but do place. Do you in the ever world. go away? I mean, i'm all, you're always.
1: Like cuz I can't turn it off. I know you can't turn I don't yeah. know there's so much about you like i I want to depart from stand up for a second because one I like I think about you a lot. I just bought this new treadmill. I thought mm-hmm. about you when I bought it because so I was like, oh, she'd love this. I this, saw this.
3: I saw a picture on your Instagram. I was like, that's a good treadmill. Yeah, it's a
1: great treadmill. <laughs> the fucking Woodway? Are you shitting me? <laughs> but uh you run every day, like thirteen miles a day?
3: No, I mean it depends on the day. I go anywhere from like I'll do like on a busy day, like a five K to, you know, ten to fifteen.
1: Ten to fifteen miles. How do you how what goes? This is on? also how
3: insufferable I am. I won't run three miles. I'll run 3.1 so it can be a 5k. That's I- so funny.
1: <laughs> I my OCD, when I was in Australia, I I thought I had a stroke uh in Bali, but what had happened was I had my sci- sciatic nerve was acting up. Uh, so my leg went numb. And I was like, Oh, I had a stroke in the middle of the night. This is what you get when you party too hard. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I did all the things. I was like, okay, right, I'm speaking fine. I'm like, <laughs> My leg seems to work. I just can't feel it. And then I was like, hmm, what's going on? And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, that's right. I was a fucking adventure athlete for Travel Channel and then for FX for like fucking I have back problems. Yeah. It's my sciatic nerve. So I said, I'm going to run a 5K a day and I would run. I would run exactly a 5K. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't just do three miles.
3: I always go to 3.11 just in case my like GPS watch rounds down. And I have to and it's gonna be three point oh nine because I would be furious.
1: <laughs> did you when did you start running?
3: Um, well, I've always been an athlete. Like I did I played soccer and field hockey and then I got into track um in middle school, but I was a jumper. I did high long and triple jump. And then I re-
1: triple jump is so fucking beautiful.
3: It's so cool. It's so it's so bad for your knees. <laughs> I bet it is. It's just a lot of, but I mean, it's so it I mean it's it's amazing. I love I I search out track meets on TV, you know, because like you have to find them on the weirdest yeah. channel sometimes. But I'm such a huge track fangirl.
1: There's something about when you're into a sport personally, yeah, that there is a calming effect when you watch it on TV. Like me, I understand that there are football fans and football calms them and they watch football. But like um, a a swim meet, like when they do this, I I was swam for a period in high school, and there's certain things where you connect with what you remember your experience to be right. Of like, Oh, someone's warming up over there. Like, you know, the whole meat's going on, but someone's doing this. Yeah. It's golf. I love golf. I, lo- I love watching golf.
3: Still. Every time I, I watch high jump, I still always kind of like lean back. Like I'm about to start like a, a takeoff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's like, I, I love it. It makes, I, I, I I don't think there's a single track mirror I watch where I don't like start to cry a little bit. Really? <laughs> Just because I'm like, look, they did it! They're so happy, I'm so proud of them.
1: My dad was uh, really big into track, and so he would coach me in his own way when I started running track in high school. I ran the, I ran the 440, mm-hmm. and, and to this day, I hear him in my head, if I get on a track, and sometimes I'll do fart licks on a track, mm-hmm. and if I get on a track, Uh, I hear my dad in my head. We go strong. We go strong now. Long strides. Get your breath back. Get your breath back. There you go. (laughs) Now you want to push. And now we got 100 left. I can hear my dad in my head.
3: That's also exactly how you're on a 400. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I have like, I mean, like I have such a, I don't know. I've kind of like romanticized my relationship with track because my freshman year of college, I... I had like a severe third degree ankle sprain on my takeoff foot the day before my first meet. We were practicing long jump. I landed weird. I got up and I was like, I'll walk it off. I'll walk it off. I looked down. It was already swollen oh. and I just never got back to where it was strong enough. And not that I ever had like, I, I knew I wasn't going to be like an Olympian or something like that. Yeah. I just thought I'd be able to do the four years competitively yeah. Um, in school. And I so now it's still just like this thing where it's like, that's still like my first love, you know, Mm. like I loved track way before I was into guys. (laughs) I was just like, this is my, it broke up with me, you know, like it just shattered my life. And then I had to figure out who I was.
1: (laughs) That's so, uh, baseball was that for me? I gave up, I gave up on, I gave up on it. I gave up on it. Like I just gave up on it and was like, I don't think you're going to give me what I need out of life. And I actually chose partying. That sounds really silly. Mm -hmm. But I remember uh, I was on the field at FSU and they were like, you know, you can go catch bullpen. And I was like, I was like bullpen for, I'm sure I'll be here for five years. I'm sure I'll get red shirted. Uh I'm sure I'll be a bullpen catcher this year. I'm sure I'll be. And I was like, fuck this. And I walked off the field, out the left field fence baseball clothes still on, uniform still on, walked into my dorm room and they were smoking pot with the lights off and the windows blacked out. We used to call it time traveling. And <laughs> I laid down, cleats still on and I got high and I thought to myself, I think I'm going to roll the dice on this partying thing. Yeah. And I literally was like, I want to have a good time. I want life to be fun. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be schedules and coaches and I mean, I hated, I hated running and baseball. Now I love it. I I love it. I love it when your body's in in good shape.
3: Right, when you're trying to get back into shape, it's the worst thing. It sucks in the world.
1: It really does. When did you start uh, long distance running?
3: Um, I had done. So my brother does these. My brother got into ultra. Your brother's a doctor. First. No, he's a chef.
1: Chef. Okay. Very
3: same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he um. He, I went out to, he'd always, he lives in Arizona. He always like coordinate these weird.
1: I almost tried to get you and Zach Bitter together. Do you know Zach Bitter? No. He was, he just did Rogan yesterday or two days ago. And I was like, God damn it. I should pair the two of them together. Oh yeah. But then I was like, you know, running is, is such a solitary thing sometimes. Yeah. That I was like, I don't know what am I setting them all up on a date? And he's right. like, and he's got a girlfriend. He's like, I'm good, bird. I don't want to go run twelve miles in the hills yeah. with someone. I'm good, but I almost tried to.
3: I like, uh, I do. Running is very like solitary for me. It's I. I don't really like to run with other people. Like yeah. if someone's like. There's been a couple of times when someone I'm like trying to get someone into running, so I'll, I'll like offer to run with them. Then Big J, but yeah, 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 it's always Big J. I'm like, you gotta change out of the cargo shorts.
1: <laughs> you can keep the gloves. The
0: Jay. jeans
3: are gonna chafe. You gotta <laughs> Big J, by the way great calves on that guy
1: well yeah uh, fat, i mean it's
3: always because i always yeah, see no, no no
1: no no that <laughs> people always have great calves daniel tosh told me that eddie eddie pence what oh fuck i wish i i god damn it i wish i I think it's eddie pence god i'm so sorry eddie uh he's married to megan mulrooney uh they're comics fucking oh. fuck 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 i i i forget it what is i forget what his last name is He's a comic he's really hilarious and i'm mm-hmm. blanking he writes for D- daniel Tosh, on his good friends with daniel and we're in a sound booth one time and i go god you have great calves and he's by the way skinny at the time and i go he goes thank you and i went no those are like ridiculous calves he's like no i thank you and i go oh and i'm tosh is in, an, in another booth and he's laughing hysterically <laughs> we're in a recording booth we both have headsets on and i'm like no seriously your calves i go daniel have you seen and he's laughing so hard he hits the button. He goes. Birdie used to be four hundred pounds. That's why he has great calves. He was carrying around four hundred pounds
3: for ten years. You need Clydesdale's calves. But at yeah, that Big
1: point. J has great calves.
3: And it's also, also the only reason I know he has great calves is because he always wears jean shorts, long jean shorts.
1: Oh, man, he has ridden out jean shorts. Like he has been like, you know what? I'm. I found my pants.
3: I wonder if he has trouble finding them now. If they're like, they're like, no, we stopped. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're still cold, but. <laughs>
1: I don't think I've ever noticed that they're jean shorts until you said it. <laughs> I, like, shorts. and I'm like, he is wearing jean shorts every
3: throughout the year <laughs> in New York. He's wearing he jean, shorts. jean shorts every <laughs> fucking day. I <I've> never <laughs> noticed. This. There's something about Big J where he doesn't like even his gloves. It's like you can't commit to a pant. You can't commit to a full glove. This guy always has to have a little bit of something oh, showing.
1: <laughs> he is such. Is it, Big J is my spirit animal. I like. I, I love Big J. He so makes much. me giggle like a like a child.
3: He's his some of his crowd work. I just I he says he's looking at this kid who was Asian, and then he just goes, "So how are things at the dojo?" And it's just like <laughs> stuff like that where you're like, "Who says? Like who gets away with it?" Oh. Who he's so great.
1: He's he's my favorite person to giggle with. Like yeah. when you find something gig, this is my my favorite. I. have Told this probably years ago on this podcast. I first I met Big J, Kevin Hart, and Kurt Metzger all at the same time, mm-hmm. and and Kurt and Isn't Big J. Isn't that like
3: a funny how different bodies can be combination?
1: <laughs> how different? What the, what do you think they spoke about in a car ride to Philadelphia with Keith Robinson? <laughs> that's what they it's so well.
3: hopefully they were all just making fun of keith the whole time <laughs> fuck.
1: so so big j and kurt had this cat and big j's chick was pregnant and so it was all this fucking cat shit and and babe, big j hated this fucking cat hated it and kurt would not get rid of it and then they they moved apart they got in different apartments and I'm fucking this story up, I'm sure, but it's going to be better. And so I see them together, and I go, I go, hey, Kurt, how's the cat? And he goes, oh, I let it go. And I went, huh? And Big Jay goes, yeah. And then he leaves. And see, Big Jay, can you believe that? He let it go. Like, I want, I want him to get rid of this cat for so fucking long. And then we move out. He just let it go. And I go, hold on. He let it go? <laughs> Jay goes, yeah, he let it go. And I went, in New York City? <laughs> he let a cat go in New York City? I go, what do you mean, let it go? Big goes, wait! How the fuck did he let it go? Like, the- did he put it out the door? And he's like, get away from me, you stupid cat! Get away from you, dumb cat! It's over, cat! We could not stop laughing at Kurt Metzger letting a cat go. I let it go like it had wanted to leave the whole time and then finally it's like alright you got your wish the door's open he's like finally cat packs his shit up I'm gonna take a can for the road oh we were or he sat
3: the cat down and he was like hey it's just not working out <laughs> it's not, it's not it's working not, out it's not you it's me I think it's- it was there was a third person where there was always more interactions and just the two of us we can't do this
1: oh, <laughs> I fucking love big J <laughs> who doesn't run but listen I want to get back to running because I'm obsessed yeah. with I, I see your videos not you don't do them as much anymore but your posts about running yeah and it's like you and Casey Neistat were the only people that I know that like really loved it
3: yeah I mean I so the first time I did anything kind of like in the ultra space was uh my brother was like let's do the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon he had already done it a couple times and that's when you go from the south rim up to the north rim back to the south rim in a day and depending on which trail you take it's either like 42 or 46 miles with 11,000 feet of elevation gain and loss.
1: There's hey there when do you leave when do you go back to New York?
3: Um Wednesday. Next Wednesday, next Tuesday.
1: Do you want to do a run this weekend? Where is it? Uh Griffin Park? Yeah. Griffith Park. It's uh it's oh 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 yeah yeah. I'm going to set you up. It's I'm, I'm I think I'm going to do the 13 uh the third, the half marathon. Okay. But there's a marathon in Griffin Park and the elevation changes.
3: I mean, it's crazy. Like, the, the, when I did that, I got, I mean, it's really hard. So, and
1: so when you're, when you run, I'm sorry. And this wasn't, this
3: wasn't necessarily a run either. Like, you jogged parts of it, but like, there was also, there's ultra marathoners who train there who are running past you. So, as badass as you think you might be doing for doing this, there's people that are passing you and you're like, well, I'm just a piece of shit.
1: So, did... what, did you did you train for it or did i mean obviously i was already
3: i'm always i'm always kind of in good enough shape yeah uh it just depends like if i were to train if i were actually to train for it i could have been in better shape like the the 50 i did a 50 mile race and i actually trained for that and i was in like i think really decent decent enough shape where i wasn't sore the next week
1: oh did you, Um, you notice a difference in your body
3: Yeah I mean like anytime I'm running really long distances I can feel like I just I actually feel like I lose muscle Um, but that like I'm just like thinner but then I'll go back to doing like Pilates and stuff like that and get the muscles back and because like when you're doing any of that long distance stuff I don't try to run it for speed I just try to finish and a lot of that is that you're working off of you're burning fat and muscle rather than you know you have nothing left to burn. Yeah. So like it just feels like you kind of like de- deteriorate a little so bit. So when you do the,
1: when you do the when you do the rim to rim to rim mm-hmm. you are starting and you go all the way to the bottom.
3: You, yeah, you start at the south rim, um you go all the way to the bottom, you cross the river, and between the river and the bottom of the south rim and where you start the ascent to the north rim is 7 miles. This the Grand Canyon is like I mean we all know it's big. Wait,
1: I was, about to, I was like, like, about to tell me how big the Grand Canyon is? The
3: thing its seven miles. Seven miles
1: is fucking,
3: that's more than. It's so long. Yeah. I would have been like, it's two miles wide. Maybe. I thought it was a hundred
1: yards. <laughs> yeah, I
3: was like, I was like, it's a football field.
1: Yeah, I, I literally was about to go, was there a bridge?
3: <laughs> yeah. You cross a bridge and then you go for like seven more miles. God dang. And it winds through in a way that like. Um, it kind of looks, you know, those old Nintendo racing games where it like would just like repeat the course, you know, like, and, uh, so you go up, you know, you get to the North Rim, you go up to the top of that, you stop, you have like a sandwich, uh, you go back down and then you're going back through this winding through the Canyon and, I remember, this is when I knew I was going to love Ultra stuff. I got to this point where I was so angry and determined that I was like, oh, I've never been in this mental space before. Like, I was like, I was, every turn you went around, you were I expected to see the next bridge and it wasn't there. And I was just like, I, I was so mad. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to finish this and I'm going to kill somebody, you know? Like, you just get into this like crazy mental space where you're like, I hate this, but I'm not going to let it stop me.
1: God damn it. I don't have that. You, I, ha- I
3: think you could.
1: I have, I, w- when I start a race, I have a very, I have, I don't know what it is, but it's like, uh, it's the same thing I started comedy with, where I was like, when I started comedy, I was like, I was like, yeah, we'll see how this turns. I, ju- I think if I just show up to the clubs every day, it's going to work out. Right. And that's how I started a marathon, like. I said it to the other, I said it, we did a 5K the other morning, my family for Thanksgiving. And Isla's like, I can't do this. And I said to Isla, I go, all you have to think is I'm going to put this foot in front of the other foot and shuffle my feet for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I go, you think you can shuffle your feet for 30 minutes? And she goes, yeah, definitely. I go, that's all you got to think. Yeah. Don't think past that and you'll be fine. Yeah. And that, when I did the marathon, I said, that's it. And so I just said to myself, just keep, all you got to do is keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's it. And for some reason, I didn't think of what was ahead of me. I just thought of where I was at the moment. I was really in the moment. And I loved that being in the moment.
3: Yeah. I yeah. Don't... I I mean I could th- I, I like that part of it too. Where I had someone tell me once, she was like, when I was first starting to get into ultra stuff, that's exactly what she said. She's like, don't think about the distance. Just think about one foot in front of the other.
1: It's it was, it was re- I'm certain, by the way, I'm certain someone will call me out on this. I'm certain that I have heard this on a podcast and it wasn't my own thought. But that's where my head was when I started the my mar- the marathon. Um, marathon for me was so painful. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I didn't train for it, obviously, at all. Right. And so, so which was maybe a misstep. <laughs> I think I might have uh, broken my body. <laughs> I woke up the next day and I couldn't use my legs. Really? I l- couldn't use them. I was like, oh, I, I got stuck on the toilet. I couldn't get off the toilet. Yeah. I, mean, p- I told someone, parts of my, inside of my asshole hurt. Like I didn't know I had muscles in there but I used them apparently. Yeah. I can't imagine an ultra.
3: Well, there's um the the one time I did the I've done the rim to rim to rim twice now and the second time I did it I was like it's just one bad day. It's going to be one day that hurts really bad.
1: Okay, that's it. That's the the mentality of like yeah. of just saying it's not going to kill me.
3: Yeah. It's one bad day. Just it's one bad day. One really shitty day. It's going to suck and you're going to hate it was one shitty day. Yeah. And then uh and then towards the end you're like, why do I do this? Like this is so dumb. Like I don't there's no point to this and then you finish and you're like, I do it again. Yeah. You know, it's so it's so I don't know I I mean, I do know why I do it. But like why? I I like to prove to myself that I can. Yeah. You know, that's like, oh yeah, I'm capable. Like I could I can do it. Like, I
1: like to prove to other people I can. <laughs>
3: i um all the people that i do it with they all they're they all do that stuff so i'm like i'm like the least because they all live out in like arizona or colorado and they you know that's what they do and so like i come out there and i'm just like well i just can't give up in front of them you know because i know (laughs) they can all do it like they're annoying and they get to train every day
1: what what gear wise do you like how how does that work out like one of my favorite things I've ever said in comedy was uh, at the start of the Mar- the LA Marathon, just going, uh, looking at people and saying, I am do- doing all the things that I know you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I didn't train, which is true. And they were like, shut up. And I was like, no, no, I just got brand new shoes. And I'm ready right to run that. And they're like, you got brand new shoes? And I was like, is that bad? And they're like, oh yeah. I was like, I'm not wearing underwear. And they're like, wait, what? I was like, Just all the things that you wouldn't do. But what? Do- how do you, I know you gotta like gotta get a backpack full of water. Yeah,
3: so you go, and I don't. I don't love road races. I like. I like to be on the trails. I don't like to be around that many people Interesting. when I run. Hey,
1: please write down to call J V, and and then uh, air biting. I air I air. You made me think of a joke when you watch, when you watch uh, triathlons. And you go like this. Uh huh. Um. I do two versions of that. When I was a child, if I watched people kiss on TV, I would start air kissing, <laughs> just like that. And my dad would—I remember we were watching. I think it was The Name of the Rose, and I was doing it. My dad goes, "The fuck are you doing?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I think I'm making out with these people on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also air bite. Like if I make you something, uh-huh. and I go, take oh, a go- <laughs> so I go. Like this, and my daughters will go, "Can you please not eat along with me?" Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. And so, uh, but. You don't like road race? I love road racing. I don't I love the energy of a road race.
3: See, I'm the exact opposite. I I don't like being around that. Because I was so competitive with track. You don't like being around
1: people. Michelle, do you know what I did on this 5K? Uh-huh. I just would every time this 5K setup was okay. I'm mean, it's not the it's not my favorite setup. Yeah. I don't like back and forth. I right. like out and around, right. right? And this one was set up in a crucifix. So you went down the street, took a left, turned around, came back, down the street, came back, down the street, came back. And every time wasn't you got It perfect for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> every time I got around where people were, you know, congregating, yeah. where they were taking their turns, I would yell, "I'm in the best shape of my adult life!" <laughs> <laughs> and people would start cheering me like I was some rescue. I was like, "Oh my god!" But I love the energy of a road race. I love getting there. I love cuz there's a weird community where all of a sudden everyone's doing the same thing. Like they're like They're like, hey, hey, you ready?
3: My problem, I'm too competitive. I have to be by myself, so I'm not trying to compete with other people.
1: Oh. There is a part of me that if I see, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, (laughs) but if I see a fat chick in front of me, I'm like, that's not going to happen. And I blow past her.
3: My favorite thing in the world is when I pass a man. My least favorite thing in the world is when a woman passes me. It says so much about my personality
1: <laughs> i I am identical. I, I feel and I feel bad when I pass a handicap person <laughs> there's there was this fucking champion, I have to give him credit that ran the l a marathon, who had complete had to have complete cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and he and he this dude fucking ran it, and he ran it with his dad, whose dad was just some Mexican guy completely overweight but his son wanted to run the fucking marathon he's like I'm doing it with him and they would run and walk run and walk run and walk and I was neck and neck with these motherfuckers they passed me probably 26 times (laughs) I passed them 27 I was not going to lose to this kid
3: I I see that all the time I'm just like I'm like there's no way that person's in better shape than me
1: (laughs) I say that the whole marathon I was like how the fuck is this woman is t- uh, like 200 pounds. Did, I go, did she start in front of me? Like where's, I would and and then when, the best is I, I my favorite part of the LA Marathon, we're running on Sepulveda. I don't even like driving on Sepulveda. Uh-huh. We're running on Sepulveda. <laughs> I hate Sepulveda. With, anyone who lives in LA fucking hates Sepulveda. We're running on Sepulveda and a grown woman, a network executive type woman, grown woman shits her pants in front of me. And I went, it just got real.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> What was her reaction? It
1: went down one leg, up her butt cheek. It went down and up. It looked like a Band-Aid. I oh watched it grow and I went, huh? And she stopped and went over to the fucking, on Sepulveda, you take a, I think we took a left on what, I think probably Santa Monica, you run to the ocean from there. Mm-hmm. As we took a left, people were falling like zombies. She shit her pants and went over to the curb and sat down and I was like, oh my God. And all I thought is don't cough. I bet that's how she shit her pants. Yeah. And everyone's calves start... Exp- That's the moment where I realized...
3: Is this an uphill? I don't know these roads. No. it's oh, okay. It's,
1: and there's only uphill really in that race is... My, my buddy JB has this great thing. I gotta... I'm telling you, my buddy JB is a big runner. Yeah. But uh, he... And he's doing the Griffith Park okay. thing this weekend. But um, the elevation was pretty tame on that. The only uphills were really at the very beginning in downtown LA. Yeah. And I just said to myself, just shuffle just shuffle get through well you
3: know the world record until it was just broken in chicago the women's world record in the marathon was broken in chicago but before that paula radcliffe had it and she shit her pants when she got the world record
1: what do you mean they were like she
3: stopped she stopped she didn't shit her pants actually she stopped by the side of the road took a shit
1: oh oh i thought they were like she crossed finish the, like, You broke the world record. And she's no, oh no no, like, no, no, no!
3: Oh my god! <laughs> During the race, she stopped, took a shit, kept going, broke the world record.
1: Dude, those the funniest, the funniest part of that fucking marathon is mile one at the bathrooms, the line of people that have to take shit so long, and I'm like. You didn't do this at home. You didn't plan this like a colonoscopy. Like I didn't need anything.
3: No, there's like there's all these people like I'm gonna fuel, and you're like, no, you're gonna poop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're out of your fucking mind. You're gonna. I can't. I went up there with my finger and pulled stuff out. (laughs) That that was that's so crazy.
0: But But a lot of
3: it, like a lot of when women, this is probably too much female information, but uh, which I'm sure your listeners enjoy. is a lot when you're running a lot of those muscles that like hold your bladder and stuff like that if you're working hard enough they will let go and you oh, will that's pee right yourself. you don't have a dick yeah
1: oh that's so ac- so funny can i tell you i didn't piss once during the la marathon
3: yeah that that makes sense yeah i didn't
1: piss once i was like
3: you're probably very dehydrated, I
1: was very, dehydrated. <laughs> I was very very dehydrated it was the best as i told people i was doing it and so fans would come out and be like on the roads and they're like and I was Instagram storing it and they're like the machine I'd be like what and he's like ice cold Gatorade brother and I was like I fucking love you and they were like lined up and then one guy's got one and he goes bottle of water and I was like oh thank you it's vodka and I was like are you out of your fucking mind Yeah, not
3: now I was like me at the end dickhead there is a nice I really do like a nice cold beer after a long run that's like a
1: cold beer <laughs> I had my wife pull over at a at a convenience store and get me a Foster's Tallboy. I had the fucking, I had the 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 solar tarp on me. Uh-huh. My daughters are in the background. My daughters in the back, I was really angry at the way that they, because they all met me. They watched me finish. I finished, I get in the car and I'm ready to talk about my experience and my daughters just change the subject and start talking about something. I was like, hold on, hold on. Just so you know, we're going to be here for a while like (laughs) dad's going to be talking about this for the whole car ride no one say a fucking word about any topic unless lessons you're talking about what a champion and but my daughter's just changed the subject very quick and they're like hey what are we doing later today and i was like later let's talk about what just happened (laughs) it's interesting you don't like road races it's it's i i i i i'm gonna sign i'm doing the i my buddy is doing this Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna sign up to do it do the half marathon i've never done a trail
3: I like trails. I like it. Um, and it's also, you know, anytime I'm on a trail, if there's especially if you're doing an ultra, kind of like one of the rules is like you're allowed to walk up the hills, you yeah. know, like not allowed. I mean, you can, you're can you allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> but uh, like that's <laughs> like what a lot of people do. Or I mean, the crazy ones will run up the hills. Like there's yeah. people that are like they do these ultras faster than I can do like a regular marathon. It's crazy. I mean, like Jim Walmsley is this he's a super great ultra marathoner. He'll do the rim to rim to rim. I think his record's like just over six hours, which means he's running eight minute miles in the Canyon or under eight minute miles in the Canyon. I've done it in 18 hours. Like he's flying, he's flying downhill. He's flying uphill. He's like, it's unbelievable.
1: Does, um, do you get scared of snakes and stuff?
3: No. No, I don't. I mean,
1: I used to run in the hills up in Runyon mm-hmm. and by myself, I used to love it, especially when you're in good shape. There's no better feeling. You really feel alive. Yeah. But then I remember one day going, What if I stepped on a rattlesnake? I was yeah. like, That would be pretty devastating.
3: You definitely see it before we've come across rattlesnakes, and you almost always see it before you come up, come up to it. But I, and I've, I've been trying to work on it a bit about this. As much as people love bits about running, but like (laughs) the, um, uh, I'll be running, you know, on on any trail, and there always have signs. It's like beware of mountain lions, and I'm like, why are you telling me? I don't have any new skills. (laughs) Now that you told me that the mountain lions, what am I supposed to do? Like, okay, I'll be prepared. I can't fight a lion.
1: By the way, they don't, they're not in front of you. They come up behind you and hunt you.
3: They're going to pounce on me. I'd rather be surprised. Yeah. Like there was one day I was running, uh, I was in. U- I was doing Wise Guys in Salt Lake and uh, uh, there was, I went on this trail and I was like, okay, first of all, I'm pretty sure this is where Uh, What's her name was taken into the Elizabeth Smart. I'm like, I was like, this is the woods. (laughs) These are the woods she was held in. in. There was people running by her all the time. She was just held. And I was like, and that's when I decided I'd much rather get attacked by a man than a mountain lion because I have at least a little bit of a shot against a man,
0: (laughs) you know, like
3: a mountain lion. Just don't even tell me. Why are you telling me he's there? That's
0: so and you're not funny.
3: listing any things you can do to fight mountain lions. <laughs> no. You're just like, there might be mountain lions. There like, might
1: be mountain lions. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> you might have AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> the So when you go to a city, do you look for trails to run in? And by the way, the run, I, I subscribe to Runner's World uh-huh. or whatever. And the the cover article is uh, today was, this needs to stop. More women get sexually harassed. And assaulted and killed and murdered, d- running than obviously the men, but it's like the numbers are astronomical.
3: Yeah, but I mean it's
1: it's got to be scary. I went on a run. God damn it, I'm so bad at this podcast because I'm I do it like a conversation and I just interrupt people. <laughs> I went on a run in Pittsburgh. I was getting ready to do a, a show in Pittsburgh, and I went on a run. It was beautiful. God damn it, it was bright. It was beautiful in like in this park, and I got lost. And I thought, how beautiful is this? And how great is this? I I can phone. I'll figure this out. And then I saw a woman running past me. And I was like, well, I bet if I was a woman, this would be fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, you see a couple guys in the woods in hammocks. And I was like, oh, cool, man. And I bet if you're a woman, you got to go, oh, fuck, this is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I do like, I. there's part of me that's like, how do we make running, trail running or whatever kind of running more safe for women? And it's like, well, how do we make everything more safe for women? Yeah. Like
1: Ordering a pizza. Yeah,
3: like you might you might get murdered or raped when you're on a run, but you also might get murdered or raped when you're on your way home. You know, like, yeah. I'm not saying that that makes it right in any capacity, <laughs> yeah. but like, you're always in a little bit of danger. So yeah. you always just have to be like, you, you have to be aware of it. Like, I, I will, I will only run, especially when I'm on the road, I'll run during the day. I never tell people where I'm running. If I post a run, it's always after I'm back in my hotel.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you meant like, I don't want them to find me. Oh like no. you'll tell people where you're not going, yeah. you're not like, hey guys, going for a run. Yeah, yeah. Like and
3: I um like I was in Cleveland. I got chased. Um, I mean, I got a bit out of it, so it's okay. But
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I
3: was um I took a wrong turn. I'm terrible with directions. I took a wrong turn, and I I was, like, in a place where I was, like, this looks not, like, the right place to run. It, like, was, like, all run down, but there was, like, a couple CrossFit gyms, and I was, like, they're trying to make it, like, you know, like that. Oh,
1: gentrification. Yeah, I
3: was, like, oh, it's, like, Gowanus, you know, like, and um I remember and I was like, I was looking at my map and I was like, okay, I don't have to turn around. And then Tom Papa texted me and he was like, he was like, because we talk about running, too. And he was like, he's like, you run today. And I was like, I was like, I think I'm lost right now, but I'm headed back to the hotel. And then I put my phone back in the little pouch and I started running and this guy started yelling at me and chasing me like some like not safe looking white dude in a wife beater you know, like yelling at me, I'm gonna fuck you, like, That's what he's uh, doing. yeah, and like I, this, um, I don't yes. want
1: to. Has he not heard of the Me Too movement? At I mean,
3: all? It, it's actually, to be fair, it was pre Me Too. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I'm sure, is woke now. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He's probably learned and listened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair,
1: this was pre Me Too. <laughs>
0: to be
3: fair,
1: this was pre Me Too.
3: <laughs> Osby was still everyone's favorite guy, you know. Like. Oh. Ooh,
1: that's good.
3: <laughs> but um, I this uh, I don't want to give away the whole bit because I still want to do it in stand-up, But this guy in a construction oh. truck stopped, and he stopped the guy. And I, I remember I I kept running up this hill to get back to like the main part of the city. Yeah. Um, you know the main part of the deserted. <laughs> weekend Cle- Cleveland, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I called Dan Soder right after because he's like my. Hilarities? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I called Dan Soder, he's like, m- you know, my best friend and and I was like, Dan, a man just chased me. And he was like, yeah, but you're fine, right? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah. And he was like, okay, so go back to your hotel. Don't run outside again this weekend and you're fine. And I was like, you're oh. right.
1: <laughs> so what are your favorite cities to work at knowing that you like to run on the weekends?
3: um, San Francisco. Because you can go up to Golden Gate Park and you can, you know, I'll get like a half marathon in there every day. Um, uh,
1: hang on. what? Tell me this. Because I, I, I never run outside. Really? I never it
3: do. Is, I, I have. I Now, at this point, I have a route in every major city. Uh, Sacramento, I won't run outside because I was just there recently and I got attacked by a dog. Again, much rather get attacked by a man than a dog.
1: <laughs> I then... just I just had a bit <clears throat> trying to wor- I was trying to work a bit, a bit out last night about when I was a kid getting attacked by a dog happened so much. And no one ever gets attacked by dogs anymore and then here you are going. I got attacked by a dog. Oh uh,
3: yeah, there I mean the um I got
1: attacked by a dog on a run in Alabama. And I had to climb up I had to climb up. I was at I ran to a church and climbed up their sign on the outside where they're like you know jesus loves you uh-huh. i had to climb on top of the sign until the dog got tired and went away and then i got down and i was like fuck is he just waiting for me
3: i mean <clears throat> it's could terrifying be. it's so i was there's um the there's a path along i always in any time i'm in a city i always look for the water because there's normally like a path along a river and
1: columbus is a great run columbus
3: is a great run i love yeah. that run um so i i I, there's an American <sighs> River in Sacramento. I'm running on it, but it's like pretty, there's a pretty bad homeless population in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of these guys have pit bulls, uh, homeless pit bulls that uh, don't aren't the friendliest. So this guy, this really... Druggy homeless guy on a short bike. You know the bike I'm talking yep, about. Yeah, I do. I do. Oh wow,
1: I saw him in Reno. Yeah. By the way, do not run on the river in Reno. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Guy goes, yeah, go run run down there. If you run, take the whole run and take you downtown. There's not much until downtown. We went. It is a homeless encampment. Oh yeah. And I was like, who the fuck? Keep going. I'm sorry. And this was
3: middle of the day. I mean, not like it was like two p.m. And uh, he was on a bike and he had his, his his dog on a short lease. And I'm also sure that as soon as I said pit bull, people were like, it's not the breed's fault. No, I'm saying that because their face is made of muscles. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes the story very different than it was like he had a labradoodle. And, <laughs> so <laughs> it's all muscles and okay uh,
1: <laughs> i won't say the breed, but you know the kind that they used to hang from ropes by their teeth in the hood yeah. you know the kind that dmx would put chains around their necks i don't know what breed it is but that breed yeah
3: you know the one that's not small and can sit on your lap easily in a plane <laughs> you remember
1: the kind that used to play with toddlers and red and
3: <laughs> so i uh he lose. He has this dog on a short is leash. He's losing her
1: mind right now. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> don't blame the breed. I do love. Side note. I do love some pit bulls. Not this one. This one was yeah, an yeah, asshole. Yeah. Um. But he's he's riding his little bike, uh, uh high out of his mind yeah. and lets go of the leash. But I don't know any of this happens until I hear because he's behind me and I hear him go, no, stop, stop. And I look behind me and there's this pit bull at my legs growling, baring its teeth. And I froze. I was like, I I don't know what to. Like, I completely I put my hands up here. I froze. And this guy was like, I was like, please come get your fucking dog. And this guy was moving at what I would best describe a heroin pace. <laughs> and I was like, he was like, I'm coming. I'm coming. And I like, first of all, I was so mad. I was like, I was like, Give your dog some of this heroin. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jesus Christ, you take it all for yourself. <laughs>
3: like, just share it with this guy. He clearly has too much energy, God. but he got the dog, and then I just I immediately turned around. And I just went, I went back to the hotel because I was like, I'm not. i There's no way I can keep running. But uh, I wanted to yell at the guy so bad, but he had this growling dog, and I was yeah, like,
1: it's really hard.
3: I was like, oh no. I was like, I was like, I just said to him, please be more careful, please. And then I looked it up when I got back to the hotel. I was like, maybe I should look up what you're supposed to do when a dog attacks you. So I know if it happens again. And you're supposed to freeze and not make eye contact. And I was like, I was like, first of all, not make eye contact. I've been preparing for this my whole life. <laughs> uh, already. Checked. Um, okay. Check that box. Oh, are you a man I'm interested in? and stare at the door. Yeah. <laughs> So then, um, but I was also like, I can't believe my body did the right thing.
0: Yeah. Like I was
3: like, I was like oddly impressed with myself. I was like, Oh, you froze, and you thought you were being a you thought you're being a weak little pussy because you froze. And I was like, I just did the right thing accidentally.
1: My dad used to run. My dad was a legit, legit runner. Yeah. Like uh and um my dad used to run with uh a stick so he could hit dogs yeah came after him. He was like, Yeah, you just gotta run with a stick, buddy.
3: Yeah and my- the- I Googled afterwards, too. I was like, dog attacks on American River. And they were like, there were so many articles. It was like, increase in dog attacks on it. Some of these dogs were uh, getting bikers. Which I was like, how do you get a... I never even thought of it on on a bike. I was like, oh, "Oh, it feels like you're safe on a bike.
1: You know what's so funny? We're so used to city dogs. You know Jesus Trejo? Did you know Jesus? I know the name. He's so fucking funny. He is terrified of dogs because he grew up it's it's also where you grow up like i think people are still getting attacked in the hood like mm-hmm. in bad neighborhoods dogs are not the way they are here like my dog got out first of all my dogs are useless i bought them to protect my fucking house
3: Uh (laughs) i literally closed the door on your dog's head by accident (laughs) and he didn't do anything except
0: (laughs) (laughs) keep being
3: nice Uh, to uh, me (laughs) sorry
1: my bad i put my head in there myself (laughs) my dogs are fucking useless that's why i bought a gun (laughs) i want one i want uh we (laughs) just bought a new house and uh and uh god damn it i'm told everyone i wasn't gonna say that out loud anyway well i'm sure it's gonna people are gonna uh, it's i've said that a lot I'm, I'm trying not to put it on instagram stories that's right. my thing my daughters are like dad we had to move because of your instagram can you not record here and i was like guys you know it's gonna happen right like you know i'm gonna record it and they're like, don't put the front of our house don't what our house looks like you can only do the inside and the backyard and i'm like but uh
3: <laughs> you're like it feels like a fair compromise but still you guys... it's a little itchy i'm a little itchy <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, so uh <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my brain is all over the map uh i want to get like i want to add our doll i want to add more we just bought a new puppy and the yeah. fucking thing is she's in the hospital Fucking useless dog. She oh, ate a no. she ate a fucking rock or something. Oh yeah. And so now it was got stuck in her stomach, and they had to take it out. Or she ate some. I don't know what she ate some twigs.
3: I know we're all hungry, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> fucking dumbass dog. They are all cost me a ton of money. But I would love dogs to protect my house. But the the risk is they also attack people that come to your house.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I um I love I I love dogs. I've had a bad history with them. Like I had a piano teacher when I was young. So like she lived. I lived in like a, you know, a suburban neighborhood and like up the hill was this woman who taught piano and she had this dog, Pasha, who used to attack me and she would do nothing about it. I'd be like, hey, can you please get your dog away from me? And she'd be like, she'd be like, no, dog is fine. Like she was (laughs) like, (laughs) like like I don't even like I'm terrible with accents, but I don't know what you know she's um definitely foreign and uh and so i had to start my mom bought treats dog treats we did not have a dog my mom bought dog treats for me to take to piano lessons so that i could throw the treat to the dog and then the dog would run and get it and i could go into the house fucking i
1: love a good workaround
3: (laughs) You mean like my mom was like well, you're gonna keep taking piano lessons. <laughs> She's cheap. I don't have to drive you there. We're gonna figure out this dog situation. <laughs> oh,
1: that is, my sister was my sister was attacked by a dog or by our dog. She, our dog was on heartworm medicine. Um, my daughters do not have a healthy fear of dogs, mm-hmm. which is is disarming. My wife doesn't have a healthy respect for dogs. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she if my daughter, when my daughters were babies when they if they saw a dog they mm-hmm. would just go right up to its face and love on it and i'd be like no right you don't do that and my wife's like it's fine and i'm like no it's not you don't know this dog yeah and and and, and i also have a problem with like i i, I talked to my therapist about this but my wife is disrespectful of of most people with our dogs because uh-huh. she did not have a fear dogs so like if she's on a leash and priscilla starts to pull her to a man that's maybe like a Mexican guy that's cleaning up yards, mm-hmm. she'll take the dog over to meet the guy. And what my wife doesn't know is that the majority of Mexicans have been attacked by dogs. Right. I, like uh, apparently, this is, and by the way, this is a stereotype I just uh, came up with with stats <laughs> I haven't researched, but <laughs> dog.
3: You said it, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. All that's the guys true. that worked on our house <laughs> had
1: all been attacked by dogs. Yeah. They all had, and they're like, in, in Mexico, dogs just are fucking everywhere. The dogs aren't the same as here. And when we have a dog that's hundred and forty pounds, it is a fucking wolf. A dire yeah. like and so my wife would just go to people and I said to my therapist, It bothers me, and we would get in fights about it. I'd be like, Hey, you need to control your dog. You can't let your dog our dog go to these men. These men might be have trauma with dogs. And she's like, It's fine. My therapist was like, It's because she's a woman and she had uh she has always felt helpless now she's got the big dick and she gets Mm -hmm. to go hey asshole look what i got and i was like oh maybe maybe that's it yeah i had to get rid of that therapist
3: i mean there's a there's a a, there's a lot in like the the male female power structure right now that i feel like kind of it's i think it's a lot of reasons why you see a lot of people a lot of women on twitter saying this is what you're allowed to say this is not what you're allowed to say like this is you're i'm getting you in trouble because it's like for the i'm not going to say for the first time but like you have a sense of power. You're like, oh, I can, I can take people down. I can tell them what to do. I can, I can make the rules. And it's like, oh yeah, that's a.
1: It is crazy. That is kind of what's going on. Is like, is like, did you see? There's this girl. This guy wrote. A uh, cop got a co- coffee. At Starbucks that had pig on it. Did you see that?
3: I saw. Did I didn't read the story.
1: So the cop gets. This is, by the way, what I love about the internet. Uh huh. Guy gets a co- coffee, writes, g- girl at Starbucks writes pig on it. He's a cop. He take, he grabs the first stone and throws it. Posts it on the internet. Fuck Starbucks. This is how they treat officers, men in blue. It's blue lives matter. What, I don't know what he said, yeah. but that's, that's what I'm gathering. Yeah, that's the gist. His daughter grabs that stone And says, that's my estranged father. He is a pig. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's misogynistic. And he's a cop. This is what's wrong with our country. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Then the internet all start grabbing rocks and go, I'm sorry. Is your dad a racist or are you a racist? And start posting screen grabs of her dropping n-bombs all over the fucking place.
3: And then... We're all in glass houses. And then the person who said that
1: to her, someone grabs a rock and goes, "I'm sorry. What about the time you posted the n word?" And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" I am watching this going down, going all because that's why I don't put out tweets that, like, I won't, I won't put out a tweet that goes that has anything political in it because I go, "Uh-uh." I ha- I live in a glass house. Mm-mm. I I perform in a glass house. I do not want any rocks thrown at me oh
3: i only i really only tweet for the most part now like uh promoting stuff because i'm like it's too much like if you want to see me tell jokes come see me but yeah. don't like i'm not going to do it here first of all i don't want to waste it anymore but also i it's Oof. too easy to take it out of context
1: i'll tell you the joke i almost tweeted today mm-hmm. i almost tweeted this um i I, I I wrote it la- uh, yeah, last night, and and I was having a cigar. I watched some of your special, and then I was like, you had a joke. I can't remember the joke. I'll find it. But it made me turn yours off and go, I got to start writing more. It was such a great fucking line.
3: Thing.
1: Such a great fucking line. So I sit down, and I start writing, and I go, I hope that one day they tether social media to a background check for gun control. Because I guarantee you, there are a lot of people that would not be able to get guns oh, based sure. on what they posted. Yeah. And they should. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to post that. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you really going to say? I'm now about to question all of your social media activities, everyone on social media. And I want to tie it to the most volatile topic <laughs> in the country. And I want to be the first one to bring this up. I was like, fuck that. If I want to say it, I'll say it on my podcast, <laughs> yeah. I'll say it on stage, and then I'll walk away from it. <laughs> Fucking, it is. It's sketchy out there.
3: It really is. like You just have to. The, the crazy thing to me about social media is it's, it's all stuff we're putting out there. So it is voluntary. But then it's also like, no, but you took it in the wrong way. I also yeah. will never post anything that's not a joke. Like I, I mean, I'll post, I promote stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I keep it like I don't post serious stuff because I'm like, I don't want people to get into a thing where they're like, well, when do we think she's serious and when do we think she's kidding? I'm like, yeah. you should always assume I'm kidding. You should never take anything I say seriously. That's a
1: really great more people need that.
3: Yeah. I I don't like I I try not to like whatever it is, I even if it's a serious thing, I try to frame it in a joke. You Mm. know, like just so you know it's like, no, she's still making jokes. That's what she does. I don't I don't want anyone to get confused about what I'm doing. Someone asked me once, they go, Well, how do we know when you're when you're not kidding? I was like, if I'm ever not kidding, I would say Hey, I'm not kidding right now. This is not a joke. This is for real. And then after I say this line, I'd say whatever it was, and be like, "Okay, now back to joking. That's the only serious part." Like, but I would. It's so dumb. It's I. You can't flip back and forth. I think it's too. There's
1: a, well, there's a lot of comedians that that's all they do. Yeah, it's I, so <clears throat> media has changed so much. Obviously, we couldn't do what with this. We couldn't do this the way that. Um, when I started the business, you know, you I, you would never talk like this. Mm-hmm. You would you'd go in and you'd have an act and you'd bring it in and you'd everything was about. And so I think I think there were things that were like a little. If you said something, people always knew it was a joke. Like you know, like you could right. get away with the fact that you were doing radio, and so there was no long form conversation. Nowadays, it's so weird because we obviously the whole point of this us sitting down is just so that. People giggle enough so that they watch your special. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and and adversely that they go, oh, God, I'm so. This is why I love Bert. Is that that was a great conversation with Michelle. I didn't know that about running and trail running. And hey, maybe I'm gonna. And then and then they go, you know what? Better yet, I might go see Bert live. That's my other ulterior motive. Of course. Is to mention some tour dates on the Birdie Boy World Tour. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> but it it does get convoluted in that with long form conversation people do go, wait, all Mexicans get attacked by dogs, Bert? Were you kidding or not? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) Don't ever take anything. I'm never going to run for president.
3: Yeah, I I always like, don't ever take anything I say seriously. Don't. Just assume I'm joking.
1: Even when I'm serious, don't. Like, even when I say, I have flip-flopped on so many things. Yeah. I don't really have a point. My only point at the end of the day is to come up with an idea that's somewhat humorous.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like I, It's so weird to be like, especially in jokes in general, when people get mad at stuff and they're like, I can't believe you think that way. And I'm like, in a joke. Yeah. You don't know how I actually think. Like, this is just the joke I wrote. Yeah. Like, or, or this is my point of view right now. Like, yeah. people want you to have the right point of view when in reality it's like, no, I'm showing you how points of view, this is my point of view right now. It might be the wrong one to have, but it's the one I have right now. Yeah. I'm not saying this is the way anyone should live, but just let me have this point of view and let's see how it evolves. Stop like trying to make me think like you. It's so boring that way.
1: One of the things I respect, ooh, my buddy killed himself, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things I res- I had to come to terms with and respect about his suicide was he was a man that made a decision. <laughs> <laughs> And one of his, and he would, he, what you just said, he would say all the time. He would go, allow me to grow. Allow me, like he, Janine Garofalo said something one time. I don't know what the fuck she said. I don't know what I, I don't know what she said. Maybe she said she was a vegetarian. She was never going to eat meat. And he lost his fucking mind. And he was like, no, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You should never do that. Like he, obviously these are all the things. Now we look up and like, that's why he killed himself. But like, he was like, you never, you got to be able to grow. Like, you, why, why would you ever say that? Why would you ever say that? And it's true. Is like, you got to let people, you got to let, especially an artist. Dude, I look at that set list from Comfortably Dumb. Mm -hmm. I am somewhat embarrassed of it where I go, what was I doing? And then there's some things where I go, that's where I'm, that was the direction of where I was going. Right. I I, I wish I kept going in that direction. But. Everyone wants to hold everyone to what they're saying right now and then say that's why they're a bad person.
3: And then the crazy thing is is that when they look back at old tweets and they're like, "Look at what they said" and it's like First of all, can we just say what Twitter used to be? I had 4 followers and I would tweet dumb jokes all day because no one took it seriously.
1: No one. And now it's like media. It's yeah. bigger than fucking USA today.
3: But they're like, "Well, look what they said in 2012." It's like, "You don't think in the past Six, seven years, whatever math. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That was that was was fun.
1: By the way, I I I I I would hope that Shane Gillis is comfortable enough with 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 me making a joke about him. I think he is. I'm sure he is. But but that's what the my favorite part of the Shane Gillis part was that he was like they're like he said these horrible words and they were like yeah but it was a while ago and they're like it was like three months ago. (laughs)
3: Like if if it was a baby, it would not have many skills yet.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and, and I know Shane was like, I, I, I just uploaded it last week. It's a, it's still a fresh bit I'm working on. But
3: that's like that's my thing about all this stuff. Is like you don't know where people are in the, their bits. Like especially like if it gets recorded at a show yeah. or wherever it is, it's like you don't know what things are going to turn out turn into. You know, yeah. like having that conversation could have turned into him saying. Uh, look, I'm too dumb to eat in Chinatown. Like that could have been that could have been where it went, but yeah. we'll never know because
1: it's like it's a, the Louis thing. The thing that really upset me. I, I was actually thinking about this this morning. Is no one will know? No one uh, who is critical of comedy mm-hmm. when and 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 I I understand that you can be critical of art. You definitely can, and I and I don't. I embrace criticism. I. I I hope I've been I've been criticized. I was criticized. I'll say the person only because I respect him. But mm-hmm. I was criticized by Neil Brennan after I got off stage. He kind of picked apart one of my jokes. I could have been like, "What? A, what uh, a cunt!" That's
3: classic, Neil. Yeah, well, it
1: is, <laughs> yeah, But he goes, and then I went, "Hold on, am I presenting it in that fashion?" And if I am, if Neil's noticing it, I'm sure there's people in the audience noticing it. And if they're like, critical thinking is awesome yeah it, i I embrace it not all the time, but I embrace it because I need to hear your point. I had a blowjob joke about uh it's uh, the this my my wife I tried the sensitive approach where you slide it in her mouth while she's sleeping, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this woman just got outraged. and then I thought, Okay. I think it that's is really a joke. funny, by the way. What? I think that's really funny, by uh, the uh, way. It was, it, was really, it was a closer. Huh. No, you're dreaming. You're snorkeling in the keys. Why the you sleep fish. with your mouth
3: closed? <laughs> <laughs> Look on my nose, breather.
1: <laughs> I, By the way, I can't believe I missed the my wife grinds her teeth joke. <laughs> the, um, The... My point is critical thinking is great. Get back to the Louis thing is no none of these people that are critical of comedy know the panic to not have an act and not have any material and know that I'm just throwing stuff up against the wall and this Parkland shooting thing is just a stupid bit. But now that you have criticized it this early in its in its birth, I can't get the opportunity to let it grow into something that wasn't that initial stupid thing.
3: Right. Like you don't know. And it's one of the things that frustrates me so much about people that go after comedy is like you don't know how hard it is to write jokes. Like some jokes people work on for years, decades. Yeah. Like, you know, like that and there is that that panic after you tape a special where you're like, I'm never gonna write a joke again. I have nothing. I'm empty. And then all of a sudden you get one, you get two, it starts rolling, you know, like hopefully. But I'm still always scared the last joke I wrote is going to be the last joke I'll ever write. Yeah. And uh, But with with bits, it's like it takes so long, especially with heavy topics, things that are harder. It takes so long to get to the thing that's actually really funny. You might have to say it hundreds of times before you even find out what that thing is. And in the meantime, you might come off as cruel or homophobic or whatever it is, but you're like, I'm not those things first of all but also let me figure it out you're yeah. part of the process you by coming to the audience you have agreed to be part of the process you might hear something that totally bombs and doesn't work but I needed to know that yeah I needed to say it out loud there was no other way for me to figure this out
1: and, and you know what would uh, bothers me the most <clears throat> is that people also forget that sometimes saying the most inappropriate thing in the world is what makes you laugh
3: exactly like
1: it's and you can't deny that
3: well it's a thing where it's like a lot of times people think you know the thing that they hear makes them upset might be the exact thing that someone else needed to hear that had the same experience as you you know like yeah. you're thinking that that woman who was getting mad about the sliding your penis in her whatever yeah. i'm butchering your own joke uh but there might be one woman that makes it upset, but there might be another woman who's like I needed to hear that. That helps me. That yeah. that makes me laugh, that makes me that's what I needed to hear. Like everyone thinks that the way that they process pain or emotion or 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 laughter is the way everyone does it. Yeah. When that's completely untrue.
1: It's completely untrue and it's it's also, you know, like what makes me laugh is very different than what I always feel like we as comics have a little bit of a heightened sense of humor. Yeah. So we will see the diamond. We can sense... There's a difference between... God damn it, Bert. Just say your fucking point. I see travel channel hosts who don't know anything about food, but they'll reiterate what they've seen chefs say. Right. Like, You get the crunch of the sandwich with the the splash of the tomato, and you're like, you're just reiterating. That's what a lot of comedy fans are, is they're just reiterating, no, I love when... I love when you get edgy. I love it. Like you don't know what edgy is. Right. For me, edgy, edgy is, I remember you'd hear comics go, I love comics that take chances. And I remember David Telgo, all the guys that are, think they're taking chances are not taking chances. No. Guys who take chances don't notice they're taking chances. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then, I remember, I remember t- Colin Quingo, if you if you think you're a dick joke, com- I, fuck, I'm going to fuck his thing up. It was about dick jokes. Uh-huh. It, was, it was the funniest, but like, what we find humorous is is sometimes just the hint of saffron, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah!" I never thought of putting saffron in that.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so much more nuanced than they sometimes allow it to be, and and also I just like, uh, I I don't think there's any problem with like I I say all the time I was like, "Don't bring your baggage into my joke." You might have laughed the whole show and then I talk about one subject that's sensitive to you and all of a sudden you're like, how dare you? And it's like, you don't think there's people in the room that thought that exact same thing about a different joke in the set? Like, you might not love every joke I tell. There's plenty of people that hate some of the jokes I tell. But, (laughs) like, I'm not here to satisfy your particular needs. I'm here to try to make as many people as possible laugh who like my sense of humor? You might not like my sense of humor, and I don't know why that's like it, it gets so like critically panned when people are like, "This joke is bad, that joke is bad." No, it wasn't for you. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, and and it's I I it's what's what I find really interesting and <clears throat> is all those people that a lot of my friends who have said that exact same thing were then all outraged by Hannah Gadsby, and I was like. I was like, guys, I thought we had all said, if well, you don't I like say, it, turn it off."
3: My my problem with Hannah special was that she went after comedy in a way where I was like, "Well, that's not oh what comedy is."
1: Yeah, well, I, I look, I had problems with her special as well. Yeah, um,
3: but, I her every right to say it. What every right to say it?
1: Oh yeah, and I but and then, by the way, I had problems with parts of it, but then there's parts of it that I liked a lot there, and then there's parts of it. There's one of the jokes in there is is not not one of my favorite jokes, but it's a joke i think about where mm-hmm. she goes, when i was a kid i knew more facts about unicorns than i did about lesbians. She was like, unicorns aren't real, they don't have any facts. <laughs> and i was like, that's a great joke. It's then, a great joke. Yeah. But um but i i i my my problem is i i embrace all types of comedy, so i get a kick out of it. Yeah. Like i even get the the kind that comes after straight white men, which is Hannah Gatsby. Uh-huh. I want to hear it. I, de- I want to hear it as a, as a as a comedy fan. I want to hear it, right? Because I definitely want to hear your your side of the fence. I want to know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm gonna at the end of the day. If you go, hey, you got 25 bucks to spend on a ticket. Where is it going? It's probably going to Bill Burr, right? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. like that's my that's what I like.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I've I've heard plenty of jokes made about women that I'm like, oh, I don't like that. It does not mean I did not have a great time at the show. Yeah, you know, like I mean, like. And also, I, I don't know, I, I love jokes. I love a good joke. Oh. I love when someone starts something and then it goes in a place where I never even saw it coming. And it even oh. makes me sometimes furious when it's like, how did, that was there for all of us.
1: Are you at the store tonight? Uh, no. Or are you, what are you doing tonight?
3: Uh, I just have a bunch of podcasts, so I wasn't going to do anything. Just go to the store tonight. I might come by.
1: Fucking, uh-huh. you gotta see Sebastian.
3: I, uh, well, I, so the, the joke I was just talking about though, in particular is like from birds last special where he's talking about technology and how he's driving and like they used to only have an airbag for the driver. And so you'd crash and then you'd go my whole family.
1: One of my favorite things in the world is to show someone comedy like shows especially people that don't like comedy or don't get comedy yeah to bring it to them i do it to my daughters all the time the my two favorite ones was uh, i went golfing in pebble beach with my dad the day burr's special dropped uh-huh. and i played bill burr's special for my dad in the hotel room and my dad is crying laughing and he's like who the fuck is this guy who the fuck and i'm like oh go this is one of my friends he's like you know him and i was yeah. like oh yeah my dad, I texted Bill. I go, my dad is crying watching your special. And Bill's like, best comment ever. The other one, <clears throat> I played Mitch Hedberg for my daughters in the car the other night. I was like, I got a little buzz. I'm on my phone. We do this thing where uh, whoever gets, all our phones are tethered to the car. So uh-huh. if it, we, we used to call Isla DJ Ibe because she would always make sure her phone was tethered first. And she'd play. The worst fucking music, uh-huh. and it would make us insane. <laughs> right now, she's playing Peppa Pig, oh
0: God. and she will just,
1: she'll just, and you, you don't know that she's got her phone to the thing. Yeah. So we get in the car, and I get in there first. It's Thanksgiving, and I play Mitch Hedberg, and he says he has this corn on the cob joke. Do you know that joke? Where he goes, my... I don't know why they call it corn oh, yeah. corn on the, corn off corn of the, corn on the cob. That's how it comes <laughs> yeah. on the cob. And he goes, if my arm fell off, you wouldn't call my arm Mitch. <laughs> and then when he put it back on oh it's mitch all together isla is crying laughing she goes who is this guy george is in the back straight face she goes is he just high and i went yeah yeah
0: she goes so
1: he does drugs i go not anymore she's like what i go he's dead And he's like how did he die Is that a drug overdose and i look at george he goes well i find it hard to find this funny if you know that that's how he died and i went You're reading into this way too much. Yeah. I think you need to go to an alt club. I think you're missing the point, Georgia. And Isla is crying laughing. And I'm playing my favorite Mitch Hedberg jokes. Man, I'd hate to be the headless horseman's horse. (laughs) (laughs) If I was that guy's horse, I'd be fucking with him going, yeah, we're not going to the hay. (laughs) Isla is dying. She goes, "Uh, I need to hear more of this. And I was like, God. But like showing, we did it with Brian Regan. Uh Uh-huh. I, I did I did it last night with your special to Leanne with the fucking the first the very first joke oh, I go thanks. I literally said because I I fight out loud with Pete my in my head about how to start a comedy special uh-huh. I haven't done it right but I but you did it right oh thanks. and I showed Leanne I said all right here we go and Leanne's like oh and Leanne first thing she said she just starts talking I love it <laughs> like as opposed to, you know what's up Cleveland. Yeah this is why I picked your city, Cleveland. I did that. and I'm going to edit that out.
3: I but. I was like, I remember the, the first special I did, I said, hello, hello. And I said it in this like, I mean, I know my voice can be grating on any level, but I said it in a voice wh- where I was like, oh God, I hate how that sounds. And that's the yeah. first thing they're going to hear. And I was like, don't do that this time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just start talking. You can talking.
1: fix it and edit. I think that's the other thing is like, I have th- I have four different intros to my show. I have, and I have a a joke. We can just uh, we. I just go. You you have to acknowledge sometimes. You have to acknowledge the fucking energy in the room. I talked to Rogan about that. I was like, I was like, I'm. It's so. It's taking me so long to start, and they're so excited that what was happening was I would start my first joke and they'd yell in the middle of it, right? Because they're not done yelling yet. And I was and I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he goes, you got to calm them down. Yeah. He's like, do a little fucking, do a little work up front. Fuck with them. Maybe get a tell like a throwaway joke and then start your special I was yeah. like oh, I can do that but um yeah what uh well I, I feel like what have we not talked about
3: oh wait I had a couple uh, I thought of another running thing we were talking about dogs that uh is kind of psycho but you know like running does it mellow you out a little bit like it's like a nice for me it's kind of meditative if
1: it's interesting uh on the treadmill. Like i am so like I'm really I haven't used this treadmill yet, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to use this treadmill yeah. as soon as you leave, I'm gonna run, and Does then' it I, have a good incline, uh oh yeah, 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 oh this is by the way, this is no joke. I have always loved treadmill running, I've always enjoyed a treadmill mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, uh personally, but it's something about being having all my shit here you are uh, I'm gonna write this down the um. My hardest part about running outside is FOMO.
3: Oh, so of like, like tweets or like whatever. No, my family. Oh. Like
1: when I go for a run, I go, what are they doing? So
3: that's why you don't have a family.
1: <laughs> that's a good call. <laughs> it's, a, it's easy to do an ultra marathon when yeah. you got no one.
3: Well, I wonder if nothing's happening at my apartment right now. <laughs>
1: i get if i go for a run like i went for a run in australia Mm -hmm. beautiful fucking run right by the sydney opera house oh man and uh and i start the run my family's in bed start the run and i'm like way out and i get a text from my wife and she says hey we're getting on a boat we're gonna go over to this fair this carnival and I'm like, motherfucker, this is my biggest fear. So I have a hard time. Like I need to if I run outside, it has to be at like four in the morning, mm-hmm. five in the morning, or it has to be at night when the girls are asleep. Or if the girls are at school, I can do it. Mm-hmm. But it's even still, I'll text my wife going, What are you doing? I have a hardcore FOMO when I run outside. I can't run in Hawaii. Like when we go to Hawaii, I'm afraid I'm gonna miss out. Like yeah. I, I I will I can run to a party. That's one of the things I can do is like say everyone's like, Hey, we're meeting up at the our friend's house at like seven i go okay cool i'm going to run there and so I'll, I'll as they pack the house I'll, and i can run faster cuz i i want to get there yeah but running on, being on a treadmill i don't feel like i'm missing out cuz i can stop it going go, what's going on in here everyone good Yeah. and get back on the treadmill um i don't know what we were talking about with, oh i was i
3: was saying it was like meditative or like what it is for you
1: sometimes when i run outside uh my wife is a weirdo but she's put a bunch of thoughts in my head uh source energy is Mm -hmm. like i'm really big about source energy and finding the thing that creates more energy inside you and outdoors and beautiful beautiful mornings steam coming off a tree sun coming through leaves if i'm outdoors in the park especially right after it rained i get so much source energy that i'm filled up for the day Mm -hmm. and i'm like i it's like i don't even need coffee yeah um and so i i'll do that like hikes I take I love taking a hike up in Fryman. Mm-hmm. I love that but it's not meditative. My dad used to get to a place where he'd, his brain would click over and he would could just run for miles mm-hmm. and he it was like he was meditating.
3: Yeah. I have sometimes I get into like a nice great meditative space and then there's other times where like everyone will annoy me on the run and I'll end more annoyed than I started. Like especially cuz I run in New York a lot. So yeah, well, I was
1: about to, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you but I know you can't
3: well, I mean, I, I think I've said but I, I run on the West Side Highway. I mean, there's it's is safe that there. is that weird. Yeah. You're... Uh, but there's like a bike path and a walking path. Um, I normally run on the bike path because
1: uh it drives you fucking nuts. Just
3: I can't get around people like I one of my biggest pet peeves when I run is when people you're running towards them and they're walking like four abreast and you're like, What are you doing? I'm working so much harder than you right now. Dude, that happened on Move. the trail.
1: That happened on the trail the other day. I'm running I was run, uh, on Fryman. I will walk apart and uh-huh. then once you get to a certain part it's kind of le- not level it's uphill but it's not steep enough. Yeah. When I was really fat I'd walk it but now that I'm not as fat I run <laughs> it. And uh and there were a family and they were all walking like all over the place and 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 I and I had to almost climb up a rock to get around them and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah.
3: It makes it makes me so I'm like I'm like this isn't your path. Yeah. You don't own this?
1: I I I've, I've elbowed people, shouldered people that are that refuse to move when I'm jogging.
3: Yeah. And I I yelled at this one girl. I go I go, "On your left." And I go, she didn't move. I go, "On your left." And she didn't move again. I go, "On and I got I got like man, I yelled, "On your left." She goes, "You don't have to." And then she moved. She goes, "You don't have to yell." And I was like, "But that's when you moved." <laughs> yeah. Uh, clearly that's <laughs> I, I have to yell. Mean, Actually, like, that's I wanted, all I should have done. I wanted to stop and give her a lecture, you know, like I get like, the, the, those are times when I'm like, oh man, you might have a little, a little more anger. <laughs> like, <laughs> You got to maybe cool out a little bit. The thing you do to relax is making you this angry. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> do
1: you, would you, have you ever run with a dog?
3: No, I am. Um, but when I'm running and there's dogs and people have their leashes out, I'm like, pull your dog in. you're going to oh, clothesline me. Do mate. not
1: start me. <laughs> By the way, I we're not done with dogs. When you see those leashes that are 20 feet long and you're on a hike and they're just letting their dog run fucking scat shot all over the place, I don't think that's the right word.
3: Whatever fucking it works. Scat-
1: <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm, I gonna, am I going to double dutch over your dog leash?
3: Yeah. I, I, it drives me crazy. I'm like, pull in your dog.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have real. And I also will say this for the record. If I'm on a trail and your dog is off leash and and I say this mostly for my hikes, your dog is off leash and he is a bit aggressive, and I realize he's a rescue. It is me versus the dog. Uh, the second that you are no longer in the equation with the leash, it is me versus an animal. Yeah, I kicked over a three-legged dog one time because it was coming after my daughters. Mm-hmm. And it was very easy to kick over, right? And the, <laughs> and and it, but it, it was coming at my daughters, and it was not. But playful. still scary. And I had my daughters were all taking a hike, and I just got in front and I kicked the dog over. Just uh-huh. didn't punch him. I literally tapped him with my foot and he rolled over on his back (laughs) and my and the lady was like did you just kick my dog i didn't kick it i tapped it
3: i tapped it he's wobbly it was an
1: onside kick okay (laughs) i onside kicked this dog and she was like
3: how dare
1: you how dare and i go hold on your dog's coming at my children yeah do you think your dog's more important than my so i was supposed to let your dog attack my children and then go, girls. You got to learn lessons. You know yeah. these dogs. They've had it rough, and uh, clearly this was tied to a railroad track, and, it and lost. And what a were leg. you doing, <laughs> God, this fucking woman?
3: I do think, like, I there are sometimes that people defend their dogs in a way. I'm like, you know, this is how people defend rapists, right? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what were you doing? I. I did not deserve to get bit by your dog. <laughs> what were you doing? You're right. I had too many drinks. And I, one of my favorite
1: one of my favorite things of Chappelle is the uh, when he said, uh, "I'm what they call a." A, a, a victim blamer, a victim blamer. <laughs> and i just thought how great like how great to say the thing that you're about to say
3: you know what i think i yeah I, I think dave chappelle is maybe the greatest comedian of all time but uh, i do too the, and i hate that he's younger than me he, it's it's um he's a it's crazy and yeah. he's just getting better it's very i mean i think we're just lucky i to- I'd
1: cancel my tour that is pretty much sold out i'd cancel it to go tour with him. I'd be like, "Yes, I got a, I got an opportunity." It is. Just cuz I I would love to I would love to have his brain look at what I I'm doing mm-hmm. and tell me where I'm being lazy or my ego's getting involved and that doesn't need to flex that way and you can do it different this way. Yeah. You know, I'd love
3: He's to one work, of the yeah. most fun people. I mean, he's super fun to be on the road with, but it's also I I've the set he did for the special last special I've seen variations of it so many times and uh there's still jokes that make me laugh like there's still like things I've seen dozens of times that I'm like that's still I will His, laugh out loud
1: kicker in the pussy is my favorite joke I've ever heard <laughs> it's uh, by the way it is it is he he told that joke before I was doing secret time and I thought I thought to myself, I don't have a kicker in the pussy joke. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, and I was like, I I think in order to be a great comic, you need a kicker in the pussy joke. Yeah, and uh, and and I was, I was impressed. So I I did my Netflix special a little differently than everyone else in that I realized the algorithm, and so I just front loaded it, and no one was doing it that way at the time. Everyone was just doing an hour. Yeah, and I was like, I remember Dalia was the one that changed my mind. The Netflix told me that, and then Dalia. I was backstage and he goes, Hey, congrats on the special. And I was like, Yeah. And he was, I was like, Thanks. And he was like, Just giving you a heads up. They don't watch past 30 minutes. And I went, Really? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, I, I have jokes at my end of my special that I could still tell on the road. They just stop at 30. Really? And I, and I went, Interesting. Yeah. And so I changed my special and I put my closer at 23 minutes. That's the way I did that special. And then, um, and then I started, and then, and then I started. Looking at I looked at Chappelle's special, and I was like, that kicker in the pussy joke's my favorite special. and I was like, if I got a great joke i'm I'm leading with it, yeah, and so I've got what I would argue, and I'm now I'm no Chappelle, but my kicker in the pussy joke I go uh i'm I'm starting this fucking I'm gonna say something I'm gonna say another thing and then I'm starting this fucking joke th- two minutes and thirty seconds in. yeah, this is going to I, like because you look at great comics and the way they structure things or the way they look at the art form and you go if kicker the pussy joke, I stopped it and started fist bumping. I was yeah. like, I was like, fuck yeah. Oh god, oh god. And then I was like, I'm starting the special over. And I started it over. It's one of my favorite jokes ever. Yeah. And I said, and I, I can tell you the short list of jokes that I love. And sometimes it, maybe it's because of the placement where I go, You got me with the special, you know? Nick's joke about uh did he call you a cunt? No. Well, then he didn't hear it from me. Like, oh, yeah, that's such a great and your fucking joke. You're, I'm telling you, and I don't know oh, if it's c- because you open with it, but I literally was on the toilet going, Yes, comedy's back for me. I'm giggling.
3: Oh, that makes me so happy. And yeah. then,
1: and then the special, the joke that I turned your special off at, and I was like, oh, I need to work harder. I don't know what it is. I got to find out what joke it is. I'll text it.
3: Okay. To you. Um, the, um, yeah, I mean, I, God, I love comedy so much. Um, I love
1: it more. I said to myself uh, yesterday, I said, Do you think surfers? Love surfing as much as I love comedy.
3: I think, I actually think they might be the only ones, that because like they're the ones that are like they're chasing a wave, you know, like they're chasing the next thing. Kelly Slater. Which I think we're that's what we're doing. We're chasing, chasing the next. I'm thing.
1: chasing. I'm chasing the next great joke. Yeah. And I feel like I I feel like I got it on that last special, and and now that it's gone and I have to let it go, it is like a wave. Yeah. You're like fuck yeah, I saw Kelly Slater talk about a wave that he didn't catch, and he has it framed in his house. And I was like, I was like, I, I literally hit pause on this thing on hBO and I was like, I think surfers might be the only occupation professional surfers, yeah, that love their job as much as comics love their job,
3: yeah, I think you're right. And it's also like there's there's so many times when I like i I watch I don't watch a ton of specials. I like to see people live so much more. I'd love to see someone working out something rather than see the finished product. Like if I were to be lucky enough to see Eddie Murphy, if Eddie Murphy does a special, you're going to, first
1: of all, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to be on the short list of people that they call to go, Hey Eddie's working on a special. Can you come out and tour with them for a little bit? You know that that's going to happen. I
3: mean, I would love if that were the case. I, I have. I It'll have be no you idea and Neil and I fucking am. Mark
1: Norman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he, uh, like, if I, I, I'm sure the final special is going to be great. But like, I want to see the middle. I want to see, you know, I want to see it several th- times throughout to be like. Cause that's what I love. I love like that's where that joke was. That's where it went to. That's where it's at now. Like, dude,
1: I got to tell you, and I, I can't stop obsessing about this Sebastian joke. Uh huh. He told it last night. He threw away that. I mean, like he. I I I pulled him aside. I go, that is my. I go, is that new? And he goes, brand new. It's like brand new. But I. I I'm and I'm. By the way, I'm. I once again, I, we're talking about the r form, and I'm using Sebastian as an example. I know that we're not best friends. We are friends, and I'm. I would hope that he would. Know that these are all compliments that I'm paying him because it's one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard. He threw away the 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 setup. He threw it away and it and it didn't hit to them the way it hit to me. What he said, I'm going to tell you after this, uh-huh. and you're going to go. First of all, you're going to go shut the fuck up. I can't wait. To and then it. and then he bailed on it. He bailed on the bit like it wasn't working. The way I bail on a bit, which I know that I know when I do it, I start talking fast. I start uh running through it i start saying a lot of things and i stutter and i and then i go out this bit's over and i bail on it he bailed on the bit and i went i'm watching him work out a bit that i already find to be fucking gold yeah and he and he was like yeah it's new i'm still fucking man and it's it's and i was like but you're right watching someone work on something is almost better than the finished product
3: totally like i mean like i've been i've been so lucky i've gotten to tour with a you know the the best of them, and to see that it's just like wow, that's where he went with it. Like yeah. it's it's really cool.
1: Well, it's, you, and
3: I love that it's also just like there's still us. You know, like we're all coming, we're all in the same boat. There's same panic, the same uh, like discovery, all that stuff. It's all we're all the same with it.
1: It's I have so many thoughts about, especially about the roots of it, of like. You get to a there's a there's a privilege in stand up that you know if we're talking about privilege, someone said privileges is, is in essence just luck. When you think you're lucky, it's actually privilege mm-hmm. that you're you're getting. And I went, ooh, I've always said I'm the luckiest man in the world. Maybe I'm the most privileged man. And then last night I did two different spots. I did one at the store, and that is privilege. I'm I'm following Seinfeld. And then I did one at the Ha Ha Cafe, and it was very very different energies, but it is the same art form. And I went, hmm. I was like, "This is crazy." Like at the at the store, you can throw out a little bit of something and it gets a huge reply. At the ha, ha they're just like, "It's eleven o'clock at night. We just came here to get drunk. We're supporting a friend." And and it, but it, knowing it's the same art form, I went. I literally was like, I was almost gonna text people and go because I'm at the haha ha again tonight. I'm mm-hmm. at the store and then I'm going over to the haha Ha. And I was like, I might text some friends to go. Hey, do you want to? remember the thing we do to sold out rooms? Do you want to see what it's like in front of 17? Yeah. Because that was how I started. Right. And you're like, wait, this is how I started making, like I'm just making burgers right now. I understand that I make bigger things right now, but I'm going back to making burgers and I forgot how to make burgers.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's like, one of my favorite things is like doing small, little, like um I, in the at the cellar now, they have this place called the Fat Buck Pussycat. I mean, it's that, yeah, yeah. It's that bar, but they have a little lounge in there that you can do shows and like, It's all velvet, there's like old antique couches that people are like lounging back in. You know, like you can have some brutal sets there where you're like, right, I gotta dig in. That joke
1: wasn't funny at all. I was selling it way too hard and people will go along with me as long as my shirt's off and I'm fucking selling a bit. By the way, that's the other thing that really frustrating to me is that I've done stand-up so much with my shirt off that I have a really hard time wearing a shirt with (laughs) stand-up. And I know people are like, "Hey man, can you just keep it on?" Like we're just doing a little spot here, and I'm like, "I'm actually uncomfortable." Right. Like, <laughs> the fact when I have a shirt on, I feel so. Wait. Like, so
3: even when you're at the haha, you took it so off.
1: I have to. I have to.
3: That is so funny. I have
1: to, and I, it's. I backed myself into this corner now where I go. If I wear a shirt, I'm immediately like, "I'm." You can. I'm notably like, uh, not moving around, not comfortable. And I I did it at the store Tuesday night. I went up and I had my shirt on and I was standing there. I wore a nice shirt knowing I'd keep it on. Uh And I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable. And I started sweating and I went, and then some girl goes, take it off. And I went, I want to so badly right now. They're like, please take it off. We'd rather be with you take it off. And I was like, really? I go, I'll tell you what, for every joke that works, I'll undo a button. And and then the first joke was, the first joke was based on a story with me and Jim Florentine. You ever been telling someone a story about your childhood and halfway through they stop you and go, I think you were molested. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were running. We were running a half marathon. Me and G- we were talking about concussions, and I was like, I got a concussion so bad once that they had to wake me up and check my testicles every hour. And he was like. I, by the way, I had really thought that's what they did. And he was like, I think you were molested. And I was like, no, no, that's how they do it. And he goes, no, they, Bert, they definitely don't have to check your testicles after a concussion. I went, really? And he goes, you thought concussion protocol, they were checking their balls?
3: Well, that's why they have to go in the tent. And like, no, I was like,
1: yeah, that's what I said. I go, that's why they go in the tent, right? And he was, like, he was like, no, n- no. He's like, "Bro, you were actually, and then we stopped. And I went, was I molested? And we started laughing so fucking hard in the middle of a half marathon that I was like, <laughs> oh and so that was the first joke undid a button it is really it is eleven thirty eight.
3: oh i think i have to go. yeah you gotta
1: i gotta get you out of here um
3: where
1: are you headed to next
3: uh, i'm going to where am i going oh some other podcast last laugh in okay. burbank that's oh. close
1: yeah what Adam, are the podcasts you doing out here while you're out here?
3: That's the one for the Daily Beast, I think, or Matt Wilstein, and then uh, Adam Carolla. Great. Later today, and then Rogan on Monday.
1: Nice. You're doing Tommy's,
3: and then I don't, I don't have that one scheduled. Um, I'll and text
1: the- him right now. And oh, see if they have time They're, uh, he just got done his special, so he is kind of like incommunicado. Mm-hmm. He did it and flew home, and then we gang. Not the spoiler alert. But we gang shot a bunch of two bears, one cave. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm out. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm fucking. Done. Was, yeah, a lot of it, I think you're right. When you get done, you need to take time off. Tom's really good at that. I'm not. I yeah. just keep working. Because yeah. I go, I don't know. I don't, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my house and not write jokes. I'm I just- have to
3: go somewhere. I have to literally. Like, I can't. If, yeah. I'm, at, if I'm in New York, I'm going to do spots. Like, I have to leave.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have to
3: go to a place where there's no stand up
1: yeah i texted tom to see if he uh oh thanks yeah he gives his, your mom's house is so much fucking fun <laughs> it's the, him and do you know his wife christina uh a little bit she's fucking yeah she's funnier than he is oh, without man. a doubt
3: they have two kids now
1: two yeah i wrote a joke about it, tom last night i have a joke i have a joke where the punchline is the n-word I, in order to make it work i have to say the n-word yeah um and i and i got a note i got a note from someone which i i'm, I'm going to try out tonight um i've told the, i've told the joke on podcast using the n word I, I don't like using the n word right. obviously but uh but the joke i wrote in the shower last night was i don't like using the n word i have a buddy named tom who loves it like who loves it like he almost that's what he almost called it, named his first son <laughs> and then i was and then i went oh wait by the way my buddy tom's not tom's girl it's a black guy it's just so you know <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's weird that you're in the shower thinking of these stupid fucking things and painting yourself in the corner and then getting yourself back. It's fucking such a bizarre job we have.
3: I like I mean, I hang out with a lot of black people. And so the N word flies around a lot. Yeah. And I almost feel like it's always like a little bit of a test to be like, just don't repeat it. You don't have to say it. Don't repeat it. (laughs) It's like how I
1: come home at the end of the night and don't eat pizza. Yeah, I so bad, so
3: badly.
1: Last night I ate so pizza.
3: <laughs> so casual, everyone's having a great time. I, was, I had said to his
1: Trejo, I was like, if they, I wonder if they gave like a reparations tax, and they said, just so you know, Bert we're going to take an extra 10% out of your salary, but you can use the N word. I'd be like, Oh, oh yeah, dad, definitely take it.
3: Like, like a lot or like, like I can I have, use it whenever I want. Do I have, like a, a limit per day. They're like, they're like, you can't use it, but you can say
1: it. You can't use it, but you can say it. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, as long as I can say it, like yeah. in like a, in like a salutation, yeah. then, oh, then I'm in. Then I'm, I'm totally in. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's so funny. Uh, that fucking, but your mom's house is fucking great. Uh,
3: I used to have this old joke about I, I never really got to work, but about how I got called. The Are you? End. How when do you leave? Oh, I gotta leave soon. Uh, no, no,
1: no, no, no. Tom's text. Oh,
3: me. oh. Um.
1: He said December eighteenth.
3: The no, I leave on the tenth. Um, I uh.
1: I would fly back. In my opinion, can I tell you my marketing? Of schemes? course. I would fly back and do his podcast on December eighteenth. Yeah. Just want fly in, do the podcast, and fly home. Yeah. It's so fucking worth it. Tons of fucking listeners, and you'll have more fun than you ever. I'll i t- I'll set you up with Tom if if you can make it work. Yeah. Because I, I do that for like for shit. I'll just fly out to New York and be like, like, totally. this, like the I also bonfire.
3: Think once it comes out, it's better to have stuff on the back end too. Oh, it's much better to do yeah.
1: his and for that first month of the release where people find it again. Yeah. Um, if you want, I'll set you guys up. But yeah, uh, that'd be great. Thank but you. But I absolutely love you. I think you're I love so you. So fucking hilarious. And I find you, I find you fascinating from so many different levels. <laughs> and running is just the smallest thing, but I figured everyone you're going to talk to is going to want to talk about the correspondence dinner and yeah. fucking all and your Netflix show. And I was like, I've, I and I just got the treadmill. It's
3: a great treadmill, it's God. really good. When I did have the Netflix show, I had a treadmill in my office. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm going to want to run.
1: I have a Netflix show. I wonder if I could get a treadmill in my office. I
3: ended up instead, though. I ended up just running to work every day, and I had a shower. So I'd run to work, shower, and then I'd run home. So I was getting in six miles a day just commuting. And I was like, this is the best.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: But I
3: also can... got a desk for the treadmill so I could type. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You can get one that attaches. I can send you the one I got. All right.
1: Before you leave, I'm going to get you on my treadmill just yeah. so you can feel it. Yeah, yeah yeah, great. yeah, yeah, Hey, Michelle, congrats on the new special. Thank you so Fucking much. Thank you for having me Best on. of success. Hopefully, I can hook you up with Tommy. I can't wait to hear you on Rogan. Thanks. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
1: This episode was brought to you by The
0: Machine.